What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the actual host. Motherfuckers come back. <laughs> Motherfuckers come back from a little trip, Bro, We're boy. not going to repeat what hey, you said boy. when I first got back. We're not going to. What about your mama? Let's see. <laughs> I'm telling you, boy, me and mama had a good little time, boy. Bro, we almost had to cancel the show. No, we didn't. Because I almost caught a body first night back. First day back. I was happy to see this nigga. I was like, hey, bro, I ain't seen you in two weeks, bro. How you been, baby? He was like, no, but I just got back from fucking your mom. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's not exactly what I said. But it was worse, far worse. It was close. Terrible. Um. Anyways, man, how was the trip? It was beautiful, man. I, I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> nigga cheesy. Nigga said, I'm brand new, bro, baby. I done got three babies on the way now. Whoa. Um. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no money. <laughs> That's, that's the real part. I'm actually broke right now. You should blew your pockets out? <laughs> should blew my pockets out. But good thing you got paid today, bro. I know you get paid, bro. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? Okay, all right. We good. We good. Right. <laughs> you jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> Roman news tonight. But yeah, man. It was beautiful, man. I can't wait to talk about it, dude. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. That's going to be the bulk of our show today. We're going to be talking about Mike's trip. Uh, we're going to call this show... What did I say it was? Oh, expand <laughs> your mind, Craig. <laughs> that was perfect. Expand your mind, Craig. Yeah, um, man, that's what it's all about. Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about that. We're gonna be talking about uh, a lot of music topics this week, especially with uh, good music out here. Yeah, just good music blowing up the summer. It's I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm you still, don't know that? I'm still. Oh, I thought we was gonna be agreeing with this. Okay. I'm. I'm still the. <laughs> what? I'm, can, I'm waiting. People can't see what you're doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Those people can see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, the Drake push T beef. I think it's so over. disappointing. So disappointing. <laughs> so upset about that shit, man. Um, I I wanted to talk about the freshman cover. Mike was like, I ain't got time Listen, for these little niggas. If we gonna be talking about my trip, I'm gonna let you have the floor to talk about the freshman cover. The floor, oh, oh. I don't <laughs> hey, know. Bro. I don't know enough about these niggas. Nigga, like, okay, the let me tell y'all. Will text me say, "Yo, bro, I gotta talk about these fire ass freshmen." And out I don't said it all. <laughs> he was like, "They too flamery." To like just skip over like that, bro. We got to got to talk about them. That's not what I said at all, bro. Hey, man, you got the floor. You're, you're a liar. You got the floor, baby. I'm um, <laughs> we gonna be talking about that. We also gonna be talking about, unfortunately, Anthony Bourdain's suicide. Yeah, I gotta catch up on that because I actually like cut off almost all um, Facebook while I was gone. Yeah. I just wanted to enjoy, you know, New York and everything. So I definitely caught up on that. Um, anything, anybody saw any like hints or anything that was happening? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Oh, that's why. Um, we're going to be talking about that, man. Um, there appears to be a Game of Thrones spinoff. I don't know. Well, they signed up for the pilot. Apparently. Yeah, I they, saw the pilot. So. We're going to be talking about that a little bit. Um, also, we're going to be talking about Westworld. We've had, we've had a lot of guests lately. And Bruh, don't nobody watch Westworld but us. Yeah, we, we've, we've neglected some of the things that... Uh, some some of the stuff we used to do, so we're gonna Absolutely. try and get back to that a little bit. We got to. Um, but as always, we're gonna let Mike kick it off with these church announcements, and I got one for once. Oh shit! Go ahead with yours. I'm posting the status for the thing. Bro, go ahead, bro. Bro, you, bro, you know I'm a little okay. So <laughs> don't teach right. on yourself. So the one thing I do want to shout out is uh, Black Panther Day. What? At Adventure, yeah. Um, let me see when this thing is. Okay, you gotta have no, no. Well, see, that's why I thought you were gonna go first. <laughs> All right, man, I'll go ahead. I'm, All I'm right, good. good, 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 good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, uh, for tomorrow, June fifteenth, um, which I don't know when this thing gonna air, but June fifteenth, 
Uh, bro, Bootsy Collins gonna be here. Did you hear about this? Bootsy gonna Bootsy Collins gonna be at the library. I said I put the R in there. At this? No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> this library. This library. This library. He gonna be here, bro. Absolutely free. He gonna be out here just talking, bro. Like it's called a small talk with Bootsy Collins. But we coming. Why is this nigga not the fan? I mean, he might do a little something. Might do a little diddly or something. I don't know, bro. This nigga don't. <laughs> If he ain't got uh, those cards, if this nigga don't perform rap beat with you, bro, I don't give a shit. Bro. Oh, fam. Yo. <laughs> well, I, I still would care, but. What if he did, like, the NWA, <laughs> the NWA version? Like, the super rated R version? That would be perfect. Oh, no. Um, Library cannot have that shit. <laughs> he gonna be here, though, bro. Uh, Small Talk Bootsy Collins. Absolutely free at the main library downtown Columbia. So, if you don't live here, come out here. Um, he can be talking about the funkiness. He can talk about how he got the funkiness, <laughs> how you can get it, like all that. Uh, it's gonna be dope. Uh, Saturday, June sixteenth, uh, Willie Walker and the Conversation Piece Jazz Band will be performing at Shay's Lounge. Uh, very dope band. Very just move grand. They do. They mainly do jazz, but they also do like soul classics and everything. And you know, like older black folk like to go to Shay's Lounge. So if y'all trying to hit up them Kim classics and them, them <laughs> Maxwell. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> the man who makes the same exact song mm-hmm. every time. But he getting money. So, why hate? Um, <laughs> that's very dope. That's a $15 cover, though. It's very, very much worth it. Because you want to ball out $15. If you ain't got $15, go to Taps. Um, same day, June 16th. Our good friend, um, Six, will be performing. That's not alongside... Shout out to Six. The most plug in this band ever. Bro, the, the plug god. <laughs> <laughs> um, they very much enjoyed having him on the show. Uh, he's going to be performing alongside uh, Dead Swells, Daddy Lion, and National Television in the Infinite Room at Taps. Uh, that's only $7. If you ain't got money for that, then I, I, I just don't know what to tell you. You might be in the same boat I am because I ain't got money for neither one right now. But uh, June 19th, it's Poetry Slam going down at Taps. Taps can taps be lit for like quite a few reasons. Very much so. Um, June 19th at 7 p.m. in the <clears throat> Fountain Flow Room. Uh, we're going to have the Fountain Room Flow Summer Slam Series. It's a long-ass title. <laughs> hosted by The Watering Hole. Um, my good friend, Monifa Lemons, and uh, as well as Candace Wiley. Y'all, if y'all know them, y'all know they're, they're poetry pioneers out here. They're having an amazing slam. Uh, it's $12 entry. Um, 12 slots open. The winner gets $100 on the spot. Um, <laughs> taking aback by. Taking aback by this first of the week. Oh, bro! Hey, that bro. Okay, y'all gonna stay. For I had one week. too. I had one this week too. You can still, you can still have one because I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't like. I couldn't find one person in my head. Bro, the cheeks was on ten. All right, we can do both of them. We can do because mine's a very broad. Mine can it's a spectrum. <laughs> but yeah, we can get the third. Stay for the third of the week, y'all. But yeah, man, go ahead with your. Um, All right, so touch announcements you didn't prepare at the beginning. No, no, no. <laughs> Is it still on my phone? Okay, it's still it. All right. <laughs> So, uh, Black Panther Day, I don't really uh, shout out corporate businesses. Right. Um, but Black Panther Day is going to be at uh, Adventure. Uh, it is going to be there June twenty Saturday, June 23rd from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it's really dope because it's first black superhero. Kids get to dress up like Black Panther or whatever. Right. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for, you know, like s- small black children to Kind of get their nerd on early. Absolutely. You know, because I don't think there's a lot of outlets for that. Um, Not enough anyway. Yeah, at least for black people. So, 
Um, I'm not sure what the price is. It is it is a paid event. <laughs> um, so you know, if you got kids, definitely check it out because it'll be dope. That's awesome, man. Yep. I might you have to stop by that. Don't the kids ever know? I work that weekend. Oh, but good for those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your baby gonna miss out. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> so man. So man. How was that trip? What? Bro, hey, bro. Hey. I don't even know where to start. Well, oh, actually, let me start with um, because we wanted to tie this in with like jumping out of your comfort zone and not letting your um. What was the name of the show? It was uh, uh expand your mind, Craig. <laughs> Getting out of your own way to get the best things yeah, out of yeah. life. That's that's what it's all about. Um, that's what this show was all about, man. I just um, I was actually quite scared. Uh, for those who don't know, I was planning to go to New York for a very long time now. Um, I have several friends that's been telling me I need to go. Um, I have a close friend. She was on the show. Um, show star. Um, I Will, mean, go ahead and spend on that close friends thing. Hey, man. You know we're just really close friends. You know what I'm saying? Got to get, you know we know each other for a while. Uh, she's a beautiful person. Uh, very lovely individual. Um, y'all can watch the all the petty episode and get a feel for how Will feels about Star. Oh yeah, it is Star from all the petty. <laughs> this is if y'all listen to that episode, y'all already know Will and Star have a very love, very tumultuous friendship, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But um, she's been telling me the main one. She's the main one telling me I needed to go out there for the longest, just to explore like create creative you know endeavors outside of Columbia. But um, to be honest, man, I was like kind of terrified. Like I. Can't walk up one day. I was like, bro, I'm just going to go. Really? I'm just going to fucking go. It's and not what like, happened because you playing this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost backed out because um, I was getting ready to get a bus, first of all, and then Mega Bus, which not hating on Mega Bus. Like, it's a it's a beautiful thing to travel the states for like $40. Bro, I heard it's not such a beautiful thing while you're doing it. <laughs> I don't think it is like the experience is a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's just the fact that it exists for people who, you know, probably can't afford Plane rides. So when you were, so how did how did the idea come about? She was just like, you should go to New York. So I call Star maybe my like affirmation publicist because like <laughs> she like will see some shit in me and she'll just be like, you need to do this now, and she'll keep saying it like over and over again. Yeah. And it's not one of those things where you just kind of like talking and just like, oh, we should go to New York sometime. Yeah, that's a big idea, and it just never comes up again. Like it's, it was at the point where like every time we talked about like the poetry events. She'd be like, you know, there's no like major big black um poetry events out there. That could be your niche. I would talk about the photography. Well, you know, it's models everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can be a part of that. Talk about the music and everything. Um, she would be like, there's nothing but music, different types of music out there. She would just keep repeating it. So I just said, um, well, really what the excuse was, was like she's, she just recently graduated out there. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, I'll come see you graduate and everything. And, um, as a personal thing, like things change between us a little bit, so yeah. I wasn't sure if I was gonna see her out there. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'm, I just need, I'm still gonna go, man. Like, I'm gonna still go. But um, I almost punked out, bro. Like, I was like terrified of like going out there and getting robbed or some shit. Like, you hear about New York? And yeah. Shit. So how close? So in between the time you actually went and mm-hmm. the time you almost punked out, how what kind of distance was it? Like a couple weeks or it was? Oh, some of the time I actually took off on the plane. Yeah. It was a couple of weeks. It was, um, yeah, because about the two weeks before, I was like, I'm, either I'm going to book these tickets now. This is going to be like sky high if I wait to the day of. Because I booked the vacation time, period. Yeah. So I was thinking about, like, maybe I'll just go to Atlanta and just find some models out there and do some pictures and da-da-da. 
And then, something uh, basic, something you yeah, can do any weekend, yeah. Something I could do on a Saturday or a Friday night, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, nah, bro, like, you gotta, you got time off, like, you need to go, you said you're gonna do this, when is the next time you're gonna be able to do it? Or when is the next time you're gonna tell yourself to do it? Yeah. So, it was about two weeks from the time yeah. I, like, was trying to solidify, like, got the plane tickets, and, um, got the Airbnb. That's another thing that kind of scared me. I ain't never had an Airbnb before. <laughs> I don't want a nigga to come in there and kill my ass in my sleep. Mm-hmm. So it was about two weeks, bro. I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And um, pack this shit up. So after, so after you actually booked your stuff and had everything kind of prepared, was it just like, was it just like heart beating real yeah, fast bro, in your chest yeah. the whole time? When Expedia sent you to them <laughs> confirmation shit. <laughs> when they sent me that, and then the um, Airbnb person was like, all right, you in, you know, you yeah. back out now, you know, you can get some of your money back. <laughs> not all of it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not about that whole, like, backing out of something and losing money for no reason. Yeah. So when I got them confirmation emails, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> like I said, I wasn't sure if I was on, Star was the only one I would know in New York. And I wasn't sure if I was going to see her like that. So I was like, man, I'm about to be out there, like, ass out. He's going to see me with my camera walking around. Yeah. And I, you know, try to get over my ass or something. Like, it was just all kind of Hit you across the top of the head. <laughs> I would be looking like Charlemagne. Like, was, you thought it was crooklin' or something? <laughs> I ain't know, bro. I really didn't, like... And, like, people told me, like, New York has been gentrified like a mug, which is very true. Really? Like, I found that out. Like, for those of I stayed in Brooklyn, and, um, very true, bro. Like, I stayed off of East 104th Street, which ain't the hood, per se, but it's just not the most, like, you know, glorious place, but... Mm-hmm. Like, I literally was like, I would walk to McDonald's to get some breakfast. And Question. Like, yeah. You you in New York, man. Why are you going to McDonald's, man? Bruh, okay. I had to try to be cheap, quote unquote, however way I could, because that shit is expensive out there, bro. Like, I knew it cost more. But, but you didn't know that. Yeah, I went to McDonald's to get a damn quarter cheeseburger meal. She was like, eleven fifty, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, what? <laughs> Did you add some extra patties in there? <laughs> so, like, as far as, like, Little Mills, and like my Airbnb was nice enough to give me breakfast on some days. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, Little Mills just to get me through the day, like, nah, bro, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting McDonald's. I'm hitting up one of the, and we're going to get into, like, the culture out there. Hitting up one of the little corner spots because there's so many different varieties of food and stuff. But, like I said, well, Stan wasn't, like, the hood, but it was, like, you know, you could, you literally, like, walked out the house. And walked across the street, and it was like another world across the street. Mm-hmm. Like all these houses were like gated. <clears throat> like each house was gated. Really? Like yeah. The brownstones? Like, was it? I know. Uh, they weren't brownstones. They were. Um, I'm not sure what you would call them, but they were houses. Um, literally gated, and where we were at, it was just like wide open. Like you could just see, you could literally see the gentrification, like really? before your eyes. <laughs> like it was just kind of crazy. So, I guess <laughs> taking a step back. Um, you you booked the flight. You did all that other shit. Mm-hmm. I know when we had talked earlier, you said you hadn't been on a flight since like you went to DC or something. Like yeah, that. in high school. How was that? Was it like a lot of apprehension with that? Because you know, like a lot of people down here. Besides the fact that we don't kind of get out of the south, right, bro. A lot of people don't take a flight. I've never been on a flight. You ain't been on a flight. Come on now. I've only been, I've only been to uh, <laughs> Virginia, Tennessee, and Miami. That's the furthest I've been. That's it. You ain't taking a flight to Tennessee? Bro, no, that's a drive, baby. It's a drive, baby. We just went to Chattanooga. That's all. I ain't with that drive. <laughs> Chattanooga. 
ain't with the driver shit. I didn't even want to drive from Dad Columbia. Drive to Miami. I remember, bro. I was young as shit, and that shit was still terrible. Bro. <laughs> that's that's, that's like a nine hour, old. eight hours. Yeah, bro. That shit was like eight or nine hours. That shit was terrible. Super gross. I don't know how Taryn be going back and forth like that. Shit, Jersey. Oh yeah, you can keep that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, how's the, how's the nerves going? Getting on the flight. So like, actually, the Columbia Airport is like kind of like kind of quiet. Like I got there first thing in the morning. My um night my neighbors asked me to take me, and um there wasn't nobody there, bro. Like it was just me. Like I was just like around walking around taking pictures actually, um because it was just like nice and quiet. Checked my bag. Uh, went through TSA. They were real cool, real nice. Like, hey, sir, you want? That's to not the, That's not what people say about TSA at all. That's not what people say about TSA because they flying from New York and shit. <laughs> we gonna get to New York TSA in a minute. <laughs> Columbia, they ain't got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> like. Everybody coming to blow shit up here, bro. The nigga was just like he was talking to me about photography and shit, and like I came with my bag. He was like, "Hey, bro, you good? Don't need- <laughs> no, you can do that. You can do that. Can do- <laughs> oh man, oh, oh man, you got the dress, bro. Oh man, you good, oh, bro? Man, go ahead, baby. <laughs> like he let me on a plane early and shit. Um, no, <laughs> he was talking about photography and shit, and um, like I gave him my shoes and shit. Like it was like a breeze. Like I was just in there chilling for like a good like thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, so it was, it's always a little nerve wracking when you first get on the plane. Um, the plane from Columbia to Charlotte was like an express plane. And then mm-hmm. whenever you have them express planes from like, just like one state over, that's just going to be itty bitty because they know you're not going to be there that long. Yeah. And its goal is just to get you there. So this shit was so fucking small. And like, <laughs> how many people were on there? Maybe like 15, 20 people, bro. Really? Really? Like, and like my big ass and this dude was sitting next to each other. This dude like he was one of them kind of classic douchebags with the damn earpiece in his ear and a suitcase. <laughs> he was like, my man, my man still got a man still got a Bluetooth. Yeah, bro, the yeah. Dog. <laughs> Nigga, it's just like when he go check in with the get this boarding pass and he was like getting an attitude with the girl because she couldn't get the shit right fast enough and he on a call at the same time on purpose. So she's trying to respond to him. He's like, uh, 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 like pointing at his ear. He's like, oh, excuse me. What a fucking tool. This is a super tool. So <laughs> I ended up sitting next to him. I was like, oh, shit. And he was just already looking at me like, uh, um, but thankfully, nigga decided to pay extra guap to get like a, this upgrades in the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. So he moved. He was like, hey, sorry, big man. You know, I just need a little space. Right. Hey, said, do you, man? man said, hey, man, get, get all the space you need. <laughs> So I just got ended up sitting next to this little small little woman, and she was next to comfortable. I was comfortable. So, like I said, the flights always it was nerve wracking when you go to take off at first, but once you in the air and you <coughs> breathing, like it's it's beautiful, man. We gotta we gotta fly some. I didn't know, I didn't know you never flew, man. Nah, bro, I'm just trying to <laughs> just trying to fuck. I'm just trying to go, man. Bro, come on, man. I was I was gonna go to Portland, and then my money was looking funny. What was you going to do in Portland? Oh, uh, my homeboy was getting married. Oh, bro, you should have just went. Bro, my money was looking funny. How much was it? The flight? Uh, like six, something. How long did you wait? Uh, I don't know. It was probably like a couple months in advance. It was six hundred for a couple months in advance? Yeah, bro, I need a one-way. I need a one-way. <laughs> I need a one-way, bro. I'm not doing no layovers, bro. Because I hear horror stories about the layovers. It depends. I had a layover, you know, like I said, Charlotte. Like, it wasn't... In Charlotte, bro. The layover was going to be in <laughs> Chicago, bro. I was not... <laughs> I'm not, bro. And, and it was damn... What was it? Uh, late April? I was like, oh, shit. These niggas still might be getting snow and shit. 
Like, I am not about to get caught up. I mean, I feel you, but. It's in the past now. It's in the past, <laughs> but I mean, it, it just depends, bro. Like, yeah, I don't know. too outrageous. It's not that bad. Um, um. So, anyways, man, you do the flight, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Step off the plane. I know it had to be like a shock. Like, this shit was instantly. <laughs> stop talking about, as soon as you walk into JFK airport. So what? So what was uh? So what was the main difference? Like what was TSA like? What was what was what was the traffic like at the airport? Well, you know you ain't got to go through um, TSA like that when you get off the plane. Uh-huh. Um, One nigga I don't because I've never been. All right, well, let's get you. Nigga out here insulting my intelligence. No, bro. Nigga insulting my life experience. No, that's that's case experience. Um, no, but instantly getting to JFK, bro, that shit is insane. Like niggas is just, and this is how New York is. Period. Um, everybody says New Yorkers are like rude. They're not polite, but it's not like they're intentionally trying to be rude. They're just so focused on where the fuck they're trying to go. <laughs> like they're not worried about being extra nice. So like in an airport, like niggas is just like bumping into you, just running. Like everybody's just running, bro. <laughs> like that's all you see. You think it's a fire somewhere? And um, instantly when I came out to the city and I walked out of the airport, I had called an Uber. Mm-hmm. And the dude was like, um, foreign. I don't know what. If you go get to the culture part, yeah, I couldn't understand what he was saying. And he was trying to tell me to come to Terminal Eight or whatever, Terminal Eight. So like, I'm looking for him, looking for him. Everybody's trying to get picked up. So it's just you just see a flood of taxis and Ubers in the <laughs> tunnel, and niggas is just interweaving with each other, bro. Like in and out, and like honking at each other, and like getting by with just like a smidge of space. <laughs> <laughs> niggas bumpers. My Uber driver did some crazy shit, bro. He had um, like he, we were blocked in. We were in like he had to wait here extra long for me to find him. So I thought we were gonna be stuck there for like, a good 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. This nigga did some crazy reverse parallel park shit <laughs> where he made himself like perpendicular to the two cars and came out. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy. Traffic out there is insane, utterly insane. Like you think Colombian niggas can't drive? Like, cause they, we re- cause we really can't. That's we that's, we can't drive. Let me clear it up. Yeah, we can't <laughs> drive at all. Them dudes, they just don't care. Like they just trying to get where they trying to go. So it's just like dangerous as hell. And they just be going in the uncommon traffic lane just so they can pass you and just just barely miss a car coming for oncoming them. traffic. Yes, bro. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> uh, yes, niggas is on. Um, I thought it was Meek Mill's gang or some shit. Uh, gang of motorcycles. Was going between cars <laughs> on wheelies, yeah, like just bumping in and out. Like the traffic, I don't see how people drive out there. Yeah, I really don't. So you went, uh, so you got out. You you went into J. You came into JFK. Mm-hmm. You got out. So I guess you had to go through Queens before you got to Brooklyn, right? Uh, I think so. I don't know where I was at exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you, was there a difference between Queens and Brooklyn? That you noticed? No, while I was driving, I couldn't really notice. To be honest with you. Okay. All right. So when you got to, so when you got to Brooklyn, like, what was your, what was your plan? Like, did you? Well, first, uh, Star hit me up because she was um taking the test and stuff, and she was like, "Let me know when you get in." She was taking um her, I forgot what the fuck she did. Anyway, she was taking the test, and she said, "Hit me up when you get settled, whatever like that." So the first plan was just to get in the damn Airbnb and see what it looked like, and hopefully, look like look like the pictures. She got up there, what, like 10 in the morning? I actually got there. No, it was in the afternoon. It was like, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So you had a decent layover. Because you said you got to Columbia early. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was a decent layover. Charlotte. Layover was only about like 30, 40 minutes. Oh. And like I literally had to run from one side of the airport to the other. Like, had to haul ass. Oh, okay. Because I had to make it, make it in time. Because, you know, the, well, okay, I'm not saying you know. The flights <laughs> leave earlier than what they say. Like, they close the door like 15 minutes earlier than what the actual flight is. Oh, okay. So you have to really have to make sure you get there in time. So the first plan was just to get in the Airbnb. Um, it was dope because it was a lady's house, but it was her basement. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing kind of Crocker had before he passed. Uh, it's like a whole nother house underneath the house. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like a kitchen. Finished basement, kitchen, bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living yeah. room, all that. Yeah, I know. Very nice. And um, a little refrigerator and everything. And she left keys on the thing. So it's like, she didn't bother me. Like I said, just to bring, except for to bring breakfast. She didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I just had to go in there and like unpack. Um, iron my clothes out and everything. And um, <laughs> Sharon's going to say, you know the damn live feed. Bro. <laughs> I don't pay um, attention to that. Ignorance. <laughs> we know we were just the ignorant part. Of course we're ignorance. So I just had to get my clothes and stuff ready and then we went out to I had to get ready to eat at this vegan restaurant called um, Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. Um which restaurants galore out there, bro. Like everywhere, every corner you turn, restaurants or clubs. Yeah. People period. <clears throat> and um the very first thing I just realized, bro, is the sheer amount of culture, like different cultures out there. Walk into the restaurant, I swear I heard like five different languages. Like, like I'm not just talking about somebody just talking on their phone. I'm talking about like groups of people having full ass conversations. And um, it was just mind blowing, bro. It was like walking through different countries. Like, it was like whole neighborhoods. It's like whole Jewish neighborhoods or whole Spanish neighborhoods. I didn't see any African neighborhoods, which is kind of disheartening. But um, <laughs> but the entire neighborhoods of like just one particular culture. Yeah. Like, and they own all the businesses in there. They own all the shops in there. Um, like, it's not a lot. Of, I didn't see no WalMarts, no, I ain't seen no Targets. I'm sure they were out there. Yeah, but, probably a little further out or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But as far as downtown, <coughs> like, nah, bro. Yeah. So after y'all hit the uh the vegan spot, what was? What was the nightlife like? Because oh, you said, you told me before we started the show, you was up till four in the morning every day. We was doing something till four in the morning each and every day, bro. Let me, okay, let me ask this. Hold on. Did you, not to be funny, did you spend every day with Star? Not every, I think I might have seen her every day, but I didn't spend the whole day with her every okay. day. All right, um, so yeah, what was the, uh, like the nightlife clubbing spots or whatever? It was just crazy. Um, so one spot we did go together was this called a spot called Bimbe. Bimbe? Yeah. Jamaican or something? No, nah, it was an Afro um Afrobeat club. Oh, okay. Like, there was zero space in there. For real. There was nothing there was nowhere to like <laughs> when you walk in, bro, it's just niggas on you, like <laughs> <laughs> And um that's one thing I say about the club life, like their clubs don't shut down at two o'clock in the morning, like this shit is like in the middle of the week. This was like, I want to say, we went out Friday and Thursday, and of course before I left, it was like the middle of the week, like Wednesday night. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Niggas in there stacked like sardines. Like, no, I'm good. But see, you don't miss that night, that life of like, you know, you go to a club, and you just dancing, and then you see a little fine little thing, standing up there, and you just come up behind her, and you just be like, you know, what I'm saying, you just, you just stand behind her, and, and she feels like sexually assaulted. <laughs> Star was clowning about that. I was like, 
Yeah, I ain't know if I wanted to dance with that girl because I didn't know if she was going to consent to it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the world we live in. Bro, she was like, Thank you, me tours. Bro, Star is so against that shit. Like, Star was like, man, yo, get your ass, bro. <laughs> it's getting, it's going a little far. It's, it's hard, see, it's hard, bro. Like, in this particular club, what I saw was like, like I said, everybody was just on each other, period. So you can't really, I mean, if you don't, if you're not trying to get touched, then you just don't need to be in there. <laughs> um, everybody's on that period. But what I saw was like, you know, dude would be interested. He would just like dance on her. Yeah. And, um, Sometimes niggas would fuck it up for him because like somebody would push him from behind. So look, like, he was trying to like, oh, oh yeah. But like as long as that didn't happen, like if she was with it, she would just be like, okay, <laughs> if not, they do a little smooth little like glide. Because it's not really, but I guess like down here it's kind of like I'm a dance with this person. Yeah, or I'm a dance with you know such and such. But it's just like I'm a dance up that's there. What, I assume that's what was dope. It's just like people were just feeling the music, and this place was so packed, bro. But they had drummers like African drummers in this corner. Mm-hmm. Like in the midst of everybody, and it's like so crazy how they can operate. I don't know how they didn't get overheated because people were just on them, but they still drumming like crazy. Like they not they did not stop drumming at all, and like their own beat with the music playing, and it's just on them, and everybody's just like sweating on each other and just <laughs> each other. This dude's face like I'm not with none of this shit. No, bro, I'm actually, <laughs> actually, I'm I'm visualizing it honestly. Just imagine like just like pure like black. Oh, I mean like. I know I know how to imagine, so I don't need your help. But <laughs> I'm telling you the better picture for you. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got I've got my own vision, so I'm good. See, I see. I think you I was I'm about to make it gross for you. Like no, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> no, it was just like I said. It just I just love seeing like black people just in there, just having the time of their life, and just hearing that, that Afrobeat music, bro. When you hear it, you ever listen to Afrobeat music? Uh, not knowing that it was Afrobeat music I was listening to. Mm. I may have heard it, but never consciously listened to Afrobeat. Or, like, one of my favorite artists is Runtown. Um, when you just hear that shit, it's just like, you hear them drums, and that bass that go with it. Takes you back to the motherland. Right, it's like your ancestors just start moving your limbs for you, and you just start, like, you don't even know what you're doing. you just with it. Um, yeah, nightlife is crazy. Like I said, them dudes do not go to sleep. It's just the middle of the week. They're just out here, bro. So that was a, one of those four o'clock nights. Well, that every was, night was four. o'clock. Every night so. was four o'clock, bro. I did not get home. <laughs> um, so um, I know you went up there for mostly photography and mm-hmm. business connections. Right. How were the? Uh, how was the photography? Like, what what was some of the stuff you took pictures of and some of the sites? And so I didn't like go out of my way to like I gotta hit every landmark and get mm-hmm. pictures of landmark. I just wanted to capture like people. shit happening. Yeah. Yeah. People. People mainly, but just shit happening. Like that just it's just normal for them. Um, like just sides of the streets. Um, we were in um I forgot what the plaza is next to the Empire State Building. Like, we did go to that. But there's like a plaza next to it and there's just like this um little mini band out there just drumming. So you and, got my so you got Manhattan too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um went to Manhattan for a while. It's just people happening, just people doing their thing. Um, like I said, drummers drumming. Breakdancers just breakdancing. It was these two um, dudes on saxophones, like just playing off of each other. It was like there was like dual saxophone in or something. Oh, really? It was crazy. Stuff like that. I just captured that. Um, of course, I had to go to Museum of Art, which is a huge ass museum. <laughs> um, I went out there at first, one of the first two levels, and I thought it was like art museum. I thought it was just like 
two big exhibits and that was it. Yeah. Dude was like, nah, bro, you got to go to the seventh, flo- seventh um, floor to experience the whole thing. The seventh floor? Bro, it's, this shit is <laughs> stupid huge. They have a huge um, Egyptian like um, exhibit where they actually have like actual mummies and shit um, like encased in like mm-hmm. these cases and stuff. Um, they had like the books of the dead like later against the wall and stuff. I can't even get into all of that. It was just like so much stuff. But most important with the photography, I got to connect with this um, model named um, Gabrielle Archer. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know her. <laughs> oh, you know her? Yeah. You, you, you looked up on Google and you... No, bro. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, went to, uh, I went to middle school with her. Oh, for real? Yeah. What middle school did I went to? Eel, right? Oh, that's crazy, man. You're <laughs> <laughs> stupid, bro. You're stupid. You nigga didn't even look at me. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you asked a follow-up question. <laughs> I was gonna take it as far as you want to take it. Bro. I'm gonna take it as far as you want to take it. Um, I was gonna do a shoot with her, but um, she got busy or whatever, so um, she referred me to her roommate, uh, Elaine. Um, I wanted to shout her name out. Uh, oh, okay, Mister. Like, I got church announcements, but I don't know what the church. Bro, I had one announcement, and you were supposed to go first, and you knew that. Elaine Lona. Is her name, and um, she has a has an African clothing company. Um, very dope fabrics. And I ended up connecting with her, and we did like a whole ass photo shoot on Saturday. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was a good like three four hours. Um, and as I just did not expect that to happen, uh, I wanted to I expect to make some connections with some agencies, I guess, or whatever, mm-hmm. or some people I could come back in contact or whatever like that. But I didn't expect to do a whole photo shoot. Yeah, and um, that shit was incredible, man. Uh, it's thing about photography is like you got to connect with the uh, model and the person, like you know, kind of organizing it. Because I feel like a lot of women are uncomfortable, a lot of male photographers, because a lot of dudes be on that creepy shit or whatever. Yeah, like especially if you're trying to get like you know candid shots or like scannably clad shots. Apparently, they dealt with some great creepy dude not too long ago. So when the model came in, I noticed she was like kind of like really quiet or whatever. So just you know, just kind of let her do her thing. But like the more we started shooting, mm-hmm. it was just like instant chemistry. Like we was laughing, we was playing the music in the background. More Afrobeat. I never listened to so much Afrobeat in my life. Yeah, that whole week, playing music, taking shots, being experimental with it. We started. Um, uh, the star came through. Taking shot shots like no, alcoholic. No, shots? <laughs> no, we did have wine and shit. Oh, okay. I was that was a serious question. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was about the way you said it. Just turned off with the photo shoot. Just like ah. Oh, it was just incredible, man. It was a full-ass photo shoot out of nowhere. I did not expect to get that to happen, but um, it was amazing, man. Really? So, when you went to the uh, Museum of Art, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see, like, pictures you would only see? Or did had, did you see, did you, blah, blah. <laughs> did you see actual art that, like, you had only seen on Google and stuff like that? Because that's, like, one of the things that's, like, always kind of kept me interested in like mm-hmm. going to different museums and stuff like that like actual seeing these pictures paintings whatever yeah you're talking about like like the historic kind of type of pictures yeah you wouldn't see anywhere else yeah for sure especially the um the Egyptian exhibit when they had like a whole I forgot what you call the slabs of like um Egyptian writing and stuff oh hier- hieroglyphics hieroglyphics and yeah. stuff like they had whole ass slabs of all that stuff um statues I got pictures. I never really post pictures yet because yeah. I've just been doing so much. But some mind blowing stuff that you like wouldn't even. Some of you can't even map, like really map your wrap your mind around it. Um, 
for instance, I went to this other um, art exhibit, um, art center, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. um, called The Hole. And, you know, one of our, well, my baby moms, the girl that you like, uh, FKA Twigs, um, <laughs> the dude that made her um, Melissa album cover, that black one when she got her hand through her face and shit. Yeah. The dude, I went to his exhibit. Okay. The Hole. And that shit was crazy. Really? Like, I'll show you pictures. Uh, we post pictures on mm-hmm. each page and everything. Um, it's like, the whole reason you need to do something like that. if you if you want to be a creative or you want to be like a progressive thinker, mm-hmm. you have to go to places like this because you get to see thinking on a whole nother level that you can't fathom in Colombia. Not that we don't have great artists out here, we got some phenomenal artists. We had Dogon last last show, mm-hmm. who's an incredible artist. Yeah, that was his art is very different than anything I'm used to seeing. Right. So imagine Dogon stuff on like times twenty. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. These are people from all over the world that they come into uh, bring into this museum, and it just blows your mind. Like, I love nothing more than having my mind like just kind of manipulated to like. I love not being able to figure out how somebody did something, like whether it be poetry. Like Patricia Smith, one of my favorite writers. I love being like, how the hell does she put words together like that? Like, how does she yeah. even think that could even go together? And that shit still makes sense. Same thing with the art. Like, how did you even? Conjure up using colors and like <laughs> it's like what like it's crazy so it's so essential to experience all that man like yeah you know mind blown yes bro that's what it felt I was like. uh um uh, <laughs> I was reading this book mm-hmm. and uh this dude talks about like his experience in New York I was like damn is Mike feeling just like that <laughs> what did you say bro dude was like um. <laughs> Dude was like, New York was another... I'm going to just read this shit because it was, it was dope to me. Yeah. He said, New York was another spectrum unto itself. And the great diversity I had seen at Howard, solely among black people, now spread across the metropolis. Mm-hmm. Something different awaited around every corner. Here there were African drummers assembling in Union Square. <laughs> yes, bro. Here there were dead office towers brought to life at night by restaurants buried within that served small kegs of beer and Korean fried chicken. Here there were black girls with white boys and black boys with Chinese American girls and Chinese American <laughs> girls with Dominican boys, Dominican boys with Jamaican boys and every other imaginable combination. I walked through West Village marveling at the restaurants, the size of living rooms, and I could see that the very smallness of these restaurants awarded patrons a kind of, I don't know the word, cool. <laughs> to, um, as though they were laughing at a joke and it would take the rest of the world a decade to catch on. Um, and he just goes on and on about talking like how different the experience of New York itself was than uh, you know kind of anything he had ever experienced before. That's it. That it's perfectly explained. And you know, it's uh, to I guess anybody who's never been there, it's kind of like every everybody takes it or chalks it up as just are right, you just overdoing it? Yeah, you overdoing it. Like <laughs> yeah. it can't be like that. It yeah. can't be like that. Exactly. But I guess, you know, it really is. Um, so, mm-hmm. also, man, um, what what else What else did you do, like, as far as, like, food experiences, really? As far as food experience? Yeah, because I know they got food culture there like none other. Bro, like I said, um, I told, like, it was just chilling. And um, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm hungry. Like, it was, I was chilling with a couple people. Huh? Like, damn, I'm hungry. And it was like, yo, you literally go outside, like, you got Dominican food. You got Chinese food. Got um, Thai, Indian, yeah. and that's, so I just walked outside, and that's literally what it was, bro. Like, what else would we have? I had I, I had some Chinese food. Um, I ate mostly vegan actually when I was out there. Um, 
it's good. This nigga up there living the life. But it's good, and it's good for you. Like, um, I had vegan chicken and waffles, which was kind of crazy. Like, the chicken was good. It, it didn't taste like chicken. But it, <laughs> it was, Thank you good. for admitting that first off. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to say it. BS. Like, yeah, bro, you can't tell the difference. Like, nah, nigga, that shit wasn't chicken. <laughs> but it was good. Um, had some um African food at this um oh. So I went to this fashion show, mm-hmm. African fashion show. Um, I was supposed to meet some people out there, but they didn't, they just didn't end up on getting caught up in something else. Uh-huh. So I just said, no, fuck, I'm going to go anyway. So they had African food there. I'm not sure what exactly, you know, what country it's from or whatever, but I'm chilling, just meeting people or whatever. And um, the host comes up, like, to where I'm sitting at, and she's like, yo, we need some um, models for the little icebreaker run. Like, you down to do it? I was like, hey, I'm in New York, like whatever, you know what I mean, whatever. I got it. <laughs> whatever. So like, I was like, cool with it at first, but mm-hmm. we were talking about getting nervous before you do something that you really want to do. Right before I was walking, I was like, bro, what if I bust my ass in front of all these people? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the best part, you ain't gonna see them niggas probably no more. That's exactly what I told myself. <laughs> I said, bro, they ain't gonna remember you by the time you come back. So I was like, if you bust your ass, you bust your ass. So Plus I, you end up on shade room or some shit. That's right. <laughs> Hey, bro, you got to make it somehow. Anyway, you got to get viral out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but, bro, as soon as I came out there, more Afrobeat music started uh-huh. playing. Like, it's, just, it's nothing but Afrobeat music. <clears throat> and you just see all these, like, black faces, bro. Like, we got beautiful black people in Colombia. Mm-hmm. This is New York. Like, all the black faces out here. Like, actual African faces out here. And black Americans. And everything in between. Mm-hmm. People wearing just all kinds of crazy, just, like... Afrofuturistic looking stuff. Yeah. People just in African suits. Black people in American suits. Fine ass black women. We're going to get to them. We're going to get to them. Fine ass black women of all just shades and types. You get this like woman that's just wearing like something that you wouldn't see nobody wearing in public around here at all. Standing next to some woman who's just wearing like jeans and like a nice shirt. And she just like. She what do you mean? Like, like what do you mean? Like something you wouldn't expect a woman to see? You see. Like just um, straight bra? Pictures, well, some of that, but like you seen pictures from like Afropunk. Yeah, I have. People was like wearing stuff like similar to stuff like that. Oh like, really? Like just like bonkers shit. Like it's like they just wanted to be, they wanted to be seen on a whole other level. But it's like that uniqueness of um, kind of like a hipster vibe, black hipster vibe of like yeah. that will be in New York scene. Like you see it around here as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But theirs is a different type. So just walking down that runway, bro, and just seeing all these black faces and everybody's just dancing and hyping you up and shit. Like, ah, And I started, like, you know, <laughs> I started, started bouncing at me. Well, I started bouncing. I don't know if I was on beat or not, but I was just started <laughs> bouncing. And um, the, the damn host is just hyping you up on the mic and shit. And um, it was incredible, bro. And um, she ended up, like, paying all of us that did it. She paid us in, like, alcohol. And, like, <laughs> so I just got super litty. And um, it was, like, a rooftop party slash fashion show. So, like, I just started drinking and just talking to people. Like I said, it's just so many fine-ass women. Um, food was delicious, though. But to answer your question about the food, like I said, any type of food you can think of, bro, is out there. Really? Like, all of it. And it's all, like I said, just locally owned, like, people. Mm-hmm. And you see the whole families in the kitchen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, their whole family. It's the way you see a lot of Chinese food restaurants in Columbia. Um Ride out to the place together because they all work there and they all live together. So, yeah. So imagine that times a hundred. Like that's that's everybody. Yeah, because you know in Colombia, I mean, besides Chinese restaurants and a couple other 
you know, maybe Italian spots or something, man. Colombia is very corporate, so it's yeah, it's not like that at all up there. Like so. basically, well, it's it's like I said, it's that, that everywhere, but yeah, as far as like downtown Brooklyn, like no, nah. it's a lot more family spots and family spots, locally real culture stuff. Yeah, people just be shouting like, like yeah, make sure you hit up so and so. You ain't never heard of this restaurant in your entire life. Yeah, this is just one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's beautiful, man. But you said you also went to Stars graduation up there. Oh yeah, yeah. So beautiful thing about that, like I said, she just graduated college, and I got this feeling of um just you know chilling with her, um with her family and everything, watching her, um seeing her graduate in New York, like not only is this the trip that I always wanted to take, but she's always wanted to live you know in New York again, mm-hmm. and um she always says like I helped her love Columbia because she apparently didn't really like Columbia like that until I put her onto a lot of spots. I don't blame her. <laughs> Bro, we popping out here though. We good. There's a couple places popping out here, yo. There's a lot of places popping, bro. We good. You're not gonna shit in Columbia. <laughs> um, seeing her like achieve her dream of not only coming back to New York but living on her own, something that she's been wanting to do for a long time now. Seeing me come here finally and just enjoying this whole thing, mm-hmm. like it was like all like I guess epitomized when she walked across the stage and I was reporting her. And it was like the transition. It was like the physical transition of like reaching goals, man. Like seeing her pick, you know, get her. Well, they actually had medals. They had diplomas. So they had like medals they put on. Mm-hmm. And her going the other side and taking a picture. And then let's all celebrating it afterwards. It was like we actually doing the shit that we said we wanted to do. Um, I wanted to make this whole like spill right here about putting power behind your words. Mm-hmm. Um. When you want to do something, I think we got to stop saying, man, I wish I could go to New York or, man, I wish I could um, you know, go to Miami. Man, I wish I could leave the country. Like, nah, bro, say, I'm going to leave the country. <laughs> like, I'm going to experience a better life. I'm going to make more money yeah. and then do that shit. Um, and that's what it just felt like that whole, her graduation is coming up. Just basically, that whole thing got culminated in that one moment. Um, her graduating, getting her diploma. Me being in New York, me, me making connections. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but I, I went, went to this um, cultural programming um, arts facility called Brick. Mm-hmm. Met with this dude named Matthew Allen, who's um, he's interviewed interviewed all kind of people. He's interviewed like Quincy Jones. Uh, I believe he interviewed Prince before he passed away. Like he's been like, trying to get there. You know what I'm saying? He's been around, bro. Uh, has a very dope podcast. I was trying to get him to send me the link, but he didn't send me yet. Um, where he like debates like he has like a guest come on and mm-hmm. they talk about two considered classic albums. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and one of them has to. They both have to defend their favorite classic album of an artist. Like he had somebody, I think he wanted to debate College Dropout versus Dark Fantasy, and like which would be super good debate. Like everybody, you know, they gotta have a solid argument. But yeah, I watch his thing and he's got a podcast and stuff. But um, when I was sitting in his office and mm-hmm. they um. They're a platform for people who do public, want to do a public television show. Mm-hmm. So on the screen, there's a giant screen where they have like the shows they're recording. Mm-hmm. And you see these four different, completely different shows happening at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's, it's all in the same building, all in the same studios. Um, it's like, that's what I want to do, bro. I want to give people a platform to just be themselves entirely. Get the art out. Get all their art out. That's where Blue Note came in. Like, I wanted people... That's also hard on about free speech because I want people to just get on the mic and spill their guts, something they probably can't do to anybody else in their family, and just feel better. So 
I think part of that spilling your guts has to be putting power in your word, saying I'm going to do something and doing it. If you don't know you can do it just yet, then don't say it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because when you say you want to do something and you don't do it, you kind of get down on yourself sometimes, yeah. I feel like. Um, scary. Like when Greg wanted to go on that diet and I refused to do it, I know I wasn't in a mental state to do it like, like I yeah. wanted to. So I didn't want to be like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And then just disappoint yourself. Disappoint myself. Disappoint y'all. Yeah. Like a lot of y'all, like, there's power in words, man. Like, when you say you want to do something, your brain then wants to do it. So you got to make sure you do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can always, it might take some bit longer than you want it to. But, nah, bro, you, you got to just live all the dreams, man. You can't be bogged down by just trying to live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, also, <clears throat> how did the, um, you say you went up there for photography, business connections. I know you, it seems like you had a few already. Mm-hmm. Just with the photography and uh, the the guy you just said you uh, talked to. Yeah. What other business connections were up there? And kind of like, what did you what did you learn about business while you were up there and, and connecting with people in general? Well, those connections I had made, like I said, during that trip, I didn't know them people before. So, it was me continually to, continuing to push myself outside my comfort zone of meeting new people. Um, I never mind meeting people that, you know, come to me in interaction. But when my mind is like, you have to go to this person, you have to make your case for why they should know, <laughs> get to know you and want to know you and want, to, want you to be a part of what they're doing, mm-hmm. I get nervous about that still. So um, that just reminded me that I can still do that. Um, as far as other business connections, what else is there? Um, did I write it down? Um, Greg, the fashion show, and I think that's the main, really the main three. Other than that, so I guess <clears throat> it's still it's a little fascinating. Um, that you know, person like yourself, I've known you, you know, 15, 15 million years. Um, <laughs> Too long. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen, you know, for the most part, your you know, growth into adulthood. I ain't trying to sound like no elder or no <laughs> shit, because that's how I just felt. But no, man, like I've seen you, you know, grow up or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the amount you talk to people and things like that, like, it's very surprising how you still have apprehension towards being in some spaces and talking to certain people and stuff like that. A little bit, man. You know what I mean? Like, how, even for a person that's out there as much as yourself, mm-hmm. how, how would you say you kind of combat that and deal with that kind of anxiety? Uh, just telling um, Tamara Claire, my homegirl Tanisha, the other day, like one of the best quotes my mom ever <laughs> gave me ever in life is the worst thing a person can say is no. Like, I literally, whenever I start to feel that little tingling, you know, you get that little tingling feeling, like, oh shit, I gotta do this shit. That shit, oh, that shit. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, you know I, don't, I don't know if it happened with you, but my mom mm-hmm. told me the same thing. And it was in reference to asking a girl out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Had to do with a woman. That's when the coming. That's when the kick in the overdrive, bro. Yeah. That shit start flaming in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart start beating extra fast for no reason. Yeah. But like, every time I feel that feeling, bro. Every time I just say that in my brain, like literally, the worst thing they can say is no. They ain't gonna punch you in the face. They're not gonna <laughs> stab you. They're not gonna shoot you. You're not gonna get fired. Like worst thing they say no. So that's what I literally tell myself whenever um I have a new idea that I want to connect with somebody else on. Or even something so much as like asking guests on the show. Um, this was a few guests that um, maybe just a couple actually. 
that I didn't know super tight, mm-hmm. but I met in a certain setting, like um, Dogon. I don't, I'm, we're not super tight, but I met him in the setting of the Afrofuturistic um, panel discussion. Mm-hmm. And like, that shit, when that whole thing transpired, it just, something just clicked. And um, I was a little nervous by asking him because, like I said, I see how, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure, approach him sideways. Yeah. So it's like, Man, do I really want to ask him? But it's like, nigga, why wouldn't you ask him? Like, is he gonna curse you out for asking him? Like, what's, what's gonna happen? So, same thing with going to the um, and then another thing is just doing shit by yourself. That helps a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of times we don't want to do stuff because we don't have somebody to go with us, or we want somebody to go with us. And then um, what happens up happening a lot of times is you end up um attaching yourself to that person. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So why do so why do you and Greg always make fun of me for going to the movies by myself? I don't make fun of you for going to movies by yourself. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Only thing I make fun of <laughs> is the fact that you like go hella early. Because <laughs> I gotta catch them that night. What you mean? What you mean? So it's just funny the, the picture you like because I know you sneaking food in too. <laughs> so no, don't. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't do me like that. Well, they gonna re going gonna read watch some. <laughs> Don't do me like that, baby. That's the only funny part about it. Is that I ain't gonna say the worst part. The worst how you ever stuck food in. I ain't gonna put you on blast for that one. Bro, when I stuck that Chinese food in there? I also say the Zaxby's and damn underwear and shit. Bro, you gotta get it in however you can, man. <laughs> That's the only thing I make fun of, but other than that. Nah, bro, by all means, go to the movies by yourself. Unless it's a Marvel movie. You better not go to Marvel movies without us, because we'll beat your ass. But. No, nah, but you really, like I said, when you go with people, like, you end up attaching yourself to that person. Yeah. You end up caring about how they feel about the situation. If they don't end up, if they end up not liking it, now you feel guilty for keeping them there. But, like, if you go by yourself, like, you ain't got nobody to worry about. You just do you. You get to meet new people without, um, especially if your friend don't get to meet new people or make friends like that. You ain't got to worry about them feeling a certain type of way. And um, you just literally just get to do you. Yeah, like that's liberating in itself. It's completely liberating, man. Like, and it's just like it'll teach you new things about yourself. It'll teach you how to just connect with people without needing help. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we get surprised. You'd be surprised how much you need help from other people to meet new people. Like, think about the last like party, like somebody invited you to. Mm -hmm. Like when you walked in there, if you ain't know nobody there, what's the first thing you do? You kind of gravitate to your own crowd. You. Or you or just you, you just shut the fuck up. Or you go in the corner. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you said if you ain't know nobody, yeah. Yeah, if you don't know nobody, you find that person that invited you. Yeah. You're like, hey, bro, what's going on, man? <laughs> you stand next to them, and they hit you with that. Hey, man, I'll be right back, and they go disappear. They go ghost <laughs> for like thirty minutes or so. Yeah. This is annoying. So no, nah, but go by yourself, and you never know what's gonna happen, man. Like you never know who has similar interests. Um. Who has the connections that you're looking for? Uh, that's what happened with the break thing. Uh, you just never know, man. You just gotta go. You really just gotta do it. Yeah. So, biggest takeaway from a New York trip? What was that? Biggest takeaway? Definitely just putting power behind words, man. Um, realize that you're not meant to live the life of going to work. And if you go to school, go to school. You got kids, take care of your kids, go sleep for like a couple hours and then go to work again. Get out of this whole like, I got to live for the weekend shit. Like, it drives me, I understand it, but it drives me crazy when people are just like, 
couple more days till Friday. Couple more days, just, you gotta just hang in there till Friday. <laughs> and it's like, bro, if you living for the weekend, like you know how fast that we- weekend blazes by. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that shit two days. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Like you wake up, bro. Like that shit. That shit really like a day and a half, bro. Cause it is. That shit trash. I don't even count Sunday night because Sunday night is recovery. Like yeah. it's just like Seriously. Getting, you're getting your mind right. Like do what you want to do all week, man. Like do something what you want to do. You might not be able to be out like that, but yeah. If you want, like I said, if you want to do poetry or something like that, like you can be writing during the week. Yeah. And then you know during the weekend, you know, perform and stuff. But more than anything. Realize that you're, you weren't born to be, I don't want to say complacent, but just, you weren't born to be satisfied, satisfied on like the minimal level. Like you're born to be as successful and happy as you want to be. Yeah. Right. So it's up to you though, to to achieve that by any means necessary. So if it takes you going on like a trip to a place that you don't know nobody, like be safe about it. But don't, get crack. don't get cracked across get, the top of the table. Don't get, get Charlemagne in these streets. <laughs> but literally make a day, make a game plan, and just do the shit, man. And it's going to be scary. You're going to want to talk yourself out of it. Um, and that's uh, one more thing. Surround yourself with like-minded people who will push you to do that thing as well. Yeah. Because um, you got friends that they ain't do shit with their life. So <laughs> they're not trying to push you. They, you can be like, hey, man, I want to go to New York. Like, what you want to go to New York for? Like... What you gonna do? You take pictures? I mean, you don't know nobody. You don't know nobody. You, know, you don't know nobody. <laughs> what you gonna like? You know what I'm saying? Even for a couple of days, like yeah. And don't. And sometimes you can't even tell people your plans, man. Sometimes you just gotta do it, and people just find out because people will talk you out of like your happiness, man. Like if yeah. they if they're not doing what they need to do to be happy or satisfied, people will. <laughs> All the cheeks was out this time. I didn't even see him, bro. I just <laughs> I just turned around because I saw you look. <laughs> You saw the thirst in my eyes. <laughs> but, um, saw it glisten. <laughs> Must be buns of foot. <laughs> <laughs> Always, but that's the biggest thing, man. Get, you deserve to be happy by any means necessary. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Spend the money you got to spend. Save up. Go out. Enjoy your week. Not the weekend. Enjoy your week. Yeah. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with people who's going to better you. If you're in a relationship, make sure this person is bettering you. Make sure you're not complacent together because that happens too. You end up with somebody who ain't trying to do nothing with their life either. So you have to sit around. But time ain't waiting for nobody, man. Like, you got to do it now. So when... So the trip was good. It expanded your mind. When you see somebody like, unfortunately, Anthony Bourdain, who traveled the world Mm. probably three, four times over. Right. How does that... How do you think that... Stuff like that happens, or you know what I mean? Right, like that shit sucks, man. Like I feel like we talked about depression before on the show, didn't we? Yeah. Um, that shit don't leave you, bro. That shit goes with you. Whatever you travel, that shit goes with you. Yeah. And if you got that hole in yourself, they get that. Uh, my mom calls it the um, the um, yeah, she calls it the hole. If you got that hole in yourself, and it's not filled, if you're not doing nothing to fill it, mm-hmm. it goes with you everywhere. Each and everywhere, and um, as much as you just said and done, like, you got to reach out. You literally have to verbalize, like, "Yo, I'm hurting." Yeah, help me, like, and don't just like be like you know, kind of the person that just kind of screams help, but doesn't actually want to help yourself. 
Like, if people want to help you, you have to actually take the help. Yeah. How will it come? That was real sad to hear, man. Anthony Bourdain hanging himself. Um, because it was Kate Spade one week, which mm. I don't think most people knew who Kate Spade was. I don't know if you know. But Anthony Bourdain, it was like everybody knew Anthony Bourdain. Before. Right, right. Just because of the show. And everybody, I think everybody felt like they lost a little something when he passed away. Because it was like, dang, like. He took me to this place. He took me to that place. Like, right. People felt a real connection. I know I felt a real connection. Really? And just by everybody I talked to felt like some kind of connection. Because mm-hmm. like, he really brought you into those cultures. And, you know, when I saw that I was sad, I was like, dang, I didn't even know that man was going through that. Well, I was going to ask you, did, did he like, give, give, give any like notice of like going through something to his I don't, family? I don't think so. Um, I know he, from the stuff I read, um, it was a, a friend of his or a family friend or something like that. <clears throat> they said they were a lot of people were concerned about how much he was in love with this woman that he was dating. Um, I can't remember her name right now, but they were concerned about that. And also, like, he had some weird quotes. Like, Anthony Bourdain had some weird quotes back in the day. Really? Yeah, he was like, I'm happy enough right now, at least for my daughter or something. At least for my child or something. Like, it was, oh, Lord. you know, it was like stuff. If you really read into it, you could kind of see that mm. there was some pain behind there. Mm. But it's just real unfortunate, man. Let me ask you, like, when it comes to like celebrities like Kanye or um, any um, artistic um, celebrity who basically builds their inspiration off their sadness, like, should we be listening more to like their cries for help, or should we like continue to just be like, hope they okay? But this entertainment is like the means of their, you know, popularity. I get what you're saying, but like, I mean, like, what can we as the public do to help this person in their depression? I'm sure they get tweets a thousand times a day to say, yeah, you know, love you, Kanye, or right, this, right. that, and the third. You know what I mean? It's out there, but I think just as we, in in a way, I think we look at them as a, a figure, like an idol too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't grasp it as a person inside of there. Right. So, I think they look back on. I think they look back on the fans, the masses, the, the same exact way. Like it's just, it's just a figure. It's it's not real. It's an object. Like it's not really people really caring about Kanye West. It's just people caring about Ye, the artist. So is it kind of counterintuitive that we support like an artist who's obviously at their darkest moment? Like um, I give you a perfect example. How niggas say like Eminem is white now that he's sober. Which is like that, that nigga is white now. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, right? So this, you know your favorite artist is making some like bomb ass music, but you know they're in a bad place. Do you like stop supporting their music so they can get better? Yeah, I feel like they off themselves if they if we didn't listen. Like I mean, I'm being honest. Like I'm saying it like in a joking way, but yeah, yeah. I feel like they might kill themselves if we didn't listen. And obviously, that's not going through my mind at the time. Right. But I mean, like, what is us not listening to the music going to do? One would hope it would be like, if, if they got the feedback of why they're not listening to the music, one would hope they'd be like, like oh, okay. I'm really a piece of shit. Like, well, maybe, no, not so much be shit. Like, maybe I need to get better because so, people don't want me to kill myself, even if it means that that's my source of inspiration. <laughs> no, nigga. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it would further spend them into depression. I mean, you might. Write, I feel like. I mean, I think you're right. Like the bottom line is, if you know you're depressed, bro. As, as, like I said, easier said than done. 
So yeah. if you know you're depressed, you have to reach out. Like at the end of the day, it's on you. Like yeah. we can flood you with I love yous and get help, man, or advice, all that stuff. But if you're not trying to get to help yourself, like nothing will help. So did you think that Kanye album was like really a a, a picture of his mind state? Yes. You did. I think. Did it worry you? Are we doing a review yet? We just, we just no. We're just talking about Ye himself. I think it does. Only thing I'm, it does give a like. I like how it depicted bipolar and being bipolar and how that helps and everything. Not helps, but you know how that works. I was a little bit like, is this nigga kind of using that as a gimmick? You think because, he's really bipolar? Okay, that's what I'm getting into. <laughs> the nigga kept calling to attention to being bipolar, like with the whole like, oh. See that you know, see that's my bipolar shit. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Da, 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 like, I know bipolar niggas. Like, one of the um, I think you know Brandon. Um, I never even knew this man bipolar, was bipolar till he spazzed out and almost knocked my other homeboy out over a game of Guitar Hero. Like, it shit just happened. Like, I'm not trying to laugh. No, nah, bro. It's I'm trying like, to hold it in. You can laugh. I can't. I feel like you can laugh about it now because he's getting help and everything. But like, we were literally playing Guitar Hero. He's like, he's great at Guitar Hero. My homeboy was just like, yeah, but you can't be someone's own expert. Is it Brandon that lives in Seattle? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That, that's the most docile person in the whole universe. <laughs> that's why I was, that's why I was about to laugh. Isn't his name Brandon? Did yeah, his name is Brandon. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. No, this is, um, you met him because he's a white, white dude. White Brandon? Okay. Yeah, he's been an M- M- MMA fighter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he was just like, hey, man, shut up. I'm trying to play the game. I can't do the game, the thing on the expert. I just don't want to. Da da da. My homeboy was like, "Yeah, that's what they say." Guy, guy, guy. Then I turned around to get my drink, and like I was just looking at the shadows on the wall just for no reason. Yeah. This nigga's shadow was on one side of the room. <laughs> that shit just flew to the other side. I turn around. He's got my other homeboy Will pinned down by the throat, by the neck. His like all his shit out, bro. I'm like Brennan, don't do it. <laughs> the nigga's gonna die. Nigga just hauls off, punches a wall, a hole in our wall, and just runs to the bathroom. Like, that's bipolar shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I ain't never heard Brandon brag about being bipolar. He don't reference it every time he spazzed out. He just say, hey, I'm sorry I spazzed out. Like, I apologize. I'm trying to let, let it happen again, but the shit happens. Like, the way Kanye kept referencing it, it was just like, man, how bipolar are you actually, like... <laughs> that nigga's, the, nigga's, the nigga's on the spectrum, bro. He's on the spectrum. It reminded me of a shitty ass Rick Ross um, Mastermind album when um he kept playing clips from the you know the shit where he got his car shot up mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah you know niggas got hits in my life da 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 and it was like it started feeling like he staged the shit yeah because um, as much as his car got shot up he didn't get touched at all so <clears throat> so you don't know if you Kanye's bipolar really I feel like he he is mentally ill I do feel like he's mentally ill I don't know how far it is. Yeah. But just by the way that he can't like talk without spazzing and just remember like, he had like a string of interviews. Yeah. It was around the like houseway era where like he would just start talking and then he would just start, get himself riled up. Yeah. And they think, you know, he's just going in. And um, I think he is mentally ill, but I'm not sure to what extent. That my bipolar shit. That my superpower. <laughs> okay. Nigga. It was like, ah. Uh, but it's like, in the same way, it's kind of encouraging. Like, okay, yes. Like, don't let this hold like, you back. But from like, being for, great. I feel like that shit is only encouraging for, like, and I don't know, because I'm not bipolar. 
At least I don't think I am. I might, I might, be, I might be on the spectrum. I don't know, bro. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel like it's only encouraging for children dealing with bipolar disorder. Like, I feel like adults dealing with bipolar disorder might not, like, absorb it like the way he said it. Like, you don't think so? I don't think so, bro. Like, he was so, like, bragging with it. Like, that's my superpower. Like, this is the third. Like, I don't think most people think it's a superpower, even people just going through it. What you think? I don't. I don't think people should. I don't know if people should view it as a superpower. You, oh, get his ass, Twitter. I don't. I don't know if people should view it as a superpower. Why you say that? I mean, it affects relationships. It, you know, I mean, it's, it's it can be very detrimental to relationships. I'll say that. Not that people should brag about being bipolar, but you think it's just like it would just be like it's a way to flip it to like. I'm so like on another way of thinking, like. Is that a good thing? Like, is that a good thing that like? Yeah, it's that's my superpower. Like that is, it's okay for me to go from one end to the to the other in zero point zero seconds. Right. Like, is that okay? Like, I don't know if he's see. It's hard to read. Kind it's of cool. Way. It's cool for kids to listen to because mm-hmm. they like superheroes and all this other shit. Like that's my superpower. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where, like, they know it's not, like, a good thing. But it's like, I'm not going, you're not going to demonize me because of it. So, like, they're calling it the supervisor, super, supervisor, superpower instead. It's kind of like taking the stigma off of it. I got you. You know what I mean? I can see that. I think that's what it's going Kanye, I think Kanye took it to the, to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> As he does everything. Yeah. But um, it's unfortunate, man. Anthony Bourdain passing away. And, that is um, very sad, man. Kanye being slightly disingenuous with his. You, did you think that the album was a good depiction of mental illness? Period. Um, there were parts where I thought it was, and there were also parts where I thought he used his mental illness as a as a uh, cover for him being a shitty person in certain uh, spots of the album, uh-huh. like where he was talking about like. Uh, Kim and like how much he womanizes, how much of a womanizer he is. Right. Like, bro, like, <laughs> shit is not bipolar disorder. Because, like, cause like, if you're going to start the album with, you know, I'm bipolar and you're going to fr- make the front of the cover, I'm bipolar, you're going to mm. talk about it all throughout the album. Like, I, I assume, like, the majority of the album is going to be, you know, based off of your bipolarness and. And I'm just not gonna like I'm I'm just not gonna give you a pass on well, being a piece of shit a husband. I don't know if that was like what he was trying to do with that. I don't think he was trying to make it. Give him, I think he was just depicting like him just being a city husband in that moment. It's like a lot of concept albums aren't about the same. You know, a lot yeah. of people have like little sidetracks that I, aren't really I guess, bro. in line with the story. I, I just don't want. I just don't want. I just don't want to be conflated. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, he's okay. bro. Like if you. If you cheat all the time, you're a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Other voices didn't tell you this. I'm that. very surprised that Kanye admitted to that. Like, I don't know if he fully admitted to cheating, but I, I, he said something about, like, having sex all the time with different women or something like that. See, I felt like it was just that rapper shit. Because he's been doing that since they've been married. I felt like it was that that rapper shit of, like, I'm still going to talk about fucking another woman and stuff. But he talks about that shit a lot, bro. Like, I feel like a lot even of rappers, more, Even more than... I thought like he okay. We're gonna get to in the album review. We're gonna get to what I had the issue with the album and okay. stuff. But 
Yeah, I think it was that rapper shit of like, I'm going to rap about fucking bitches and stuff, but I'm going to have a sentimental track about my wife. And he probably ain't even fucking a woman like that. He probably just doing rapper shit. I think she out here fucking. He probably is. I think he out here fucking cheating on Kim and shame on him. And I and I and I, and I, don't, I don't even think Kim the goat like that. But <laughs> just saying, bro, as long as you thirsted after them cheeks, bro. Right. <laughs> it's coming from the resident cultural ignorance misogynist, and he said shame on him. Bro, bro I'm really not that bad of a misogynist, bro. <laughs> you know, this is getting ongoing joke. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the album now. So, what did you what did you like about the album? What did you dislike? Yeah, yeah. Okay. First off, what did you give it on a like a, I, yeah, I still do five mics. Like, is it a five mic? Like the like the one to five scale. I gave it um, or if the one to ten scale is easy for you. I'm gonna try to do this five mic shit. <laughs> I'm gonna put some decimals in it though. It's like a, <laughs> but this is because it's like a three point eight. Is that your problem? It's about the same boat as Pablo, but actually, to be honest with you. Hmm? It's about the same as Pablo. I'll give it the same rating that we give Pablo, to be honest with you. About the same. Only thing I like more about his album is his depiction of mental illness. You got a soft spot in your heart. You such a softy. Bruh, it's like, no, like, it's, that's a real shit. And that's stuff that needs to be talked about in hip-hop more. And I got to give props for actually talking about that in hip-hop. Like, that's not really... Do you think... Because me, personally, hmm. I think... Uh, well, just finish finish what you were saying. Finish what you were saying about the album review. I was going to say, yeah, 3.8 because I like the depiction of the mental illness. Production's pretty great. But Kanye's lyrics, man, like, just continue to not really hit me like that. Like, in this album, like, it's just like... Bro, they're just... He's, he's transcended lyrics, man. He's transcended having a lyrical album. I don't, know, I don't expect that, but I still can't, like, give him a pass for that shit. If you're <laughs> Kanye West, like, I can't just be like... Why not? I'm supposed to give a nigga a pass on lyrics. Do that role. That, well, not role, but. <laughs> that nigga didn't write nothing. That, that nigga might have wrote. <laughs> that nigga might have wrote Jesus Walks. Man. The nigga that hired writers to, like, <laughs> to put out college dropout, late registration, graduation, and dark fantasy. Like, I can't just be like, ah, right, right, you know, lyrics don't matter anymore. Like, no, nah, I can't do that, bro. I'm sorry. And like bro, everybody's known is like everybody's known he doesn't really write his shit. Like, I understand, but we can hire some better writers. <laughs> I don't think he hires writers anymore. You think he's just writing for him? For I, th- free? I, th- I think he's writing. I think he's writing. Oh, right now? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. Writing. No, well, no, no. He's still got writers. Actually, Drake wrote um, Yikes. Well, The Cook. Okay. There's well, Okay, so yeah. there's there's Pusha T writing, and then there's <laughs> Kanye West writing. Like, <laughs> Pusha T, like, like, getting the credit on Pusha T's writing is probably not going to happen. Like, getting the writing credit, oh. it, that's, that's probably like for a hook or something. Maybe so. Maybe. You know what I mean? And Kanye, he just doesn't write, man. Bro, I mean he's, I mean he's, he's not a writer. I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. That's fine, but like I said, get some better writers. Put out some better lyrics. If you gonna keep rapping, I'm gonna keep judging your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna put out instrumental albums, alright, cool. <laughs> we can do that. But if you gonna keep rapping, bro, I'm gonna keep. And it's just like when I listen to the album, the first playthrough, I was like, it was nice. Lyrics did nothing for me, like almost. Like I, I like I like what he was talking about, mm-hmm. but the way he said it, it was just like <laughs> it's no. like somebody having a whole lecture on toxic masculinity, and I can sit there and agree with every word they said, but it could be the most boringest lecture <laughs> in all time. I won't remember nothing of shit that came out of their mouth. When yeah. I woke out. But how did you feel? 
I've liked the album less and less the more I've listened to really? it. Really? <laughs> oh, shit. Because I like this a little bit more the second time. Yeah. Um, so the first time I listened to it, you know, this happens with me all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I call this shit whack right off the rip. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of overjudging shit. <laughs> first time I really wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Second time, I was like in love with the shit. Um, <laughs> and this has gone downhill, bro. This has gone downhill. Because I'm such a yay fan. Like, that'll forever be my favorite artist of all time. Right. Because the first album I bought, College Dropout, what is? Motherfucker got me hooked, boy. I remember the day that that shit came out, bro. That's all crazy. Yeah. Um, So, like, the first track is real dope. Um, I ain't going to do a track by track, but uh, the first track is real dope. Um, And the main problem I had was, like, the more I listened to it, like, the more... The more disingenuous I felt like he was being with the with the bipolar disorder shit. Really, the more I, it felt it, like a gimmick. Yeah, it felt like a gimmick. It felt like kind of a marketing thing. It kind of felt like a pushback as to all the shit he was saying on uh, the TMZ interviews and, and shit like that. It's like you know, I'm bipolar. This that, and the third. So don't so don't take all the crazy shit I said <laughs> serious. <laughs> you know, it just it just seemed a little bit more lame. Um, nah, I feel you, bro. I didn't like the fact that he was talking. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, bro. Because I was looking at that shit too. That's strange. Um, I didn't like the fact that like he talked about cheating on Kim. Was Not, he really talking about cheating on Kim? Or he just talking fucking. Bro, I, I don't I don't know, bro. He he's he sees it's been such a common theme among his music. Like I just can't I just can't not think he doesn't fuck around. With I felt like he was just talking about just doing wrong by her, as in not not being a good husband. Whatever, bro. <laughs> That's fine too, bro. If you, it kind of, because if if the album's supposed to be like so revealing and so real, mm-hmm. like he like it's been marketed as, mm-hmm. bro. Like I gotta hit you for that one. Like you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I think he's that's what he's saying. It's like, but it's like using it to his advantage of like, bro, you, bro, you you, you, you got to do it in a Jay Z way. Like you got to blame yourself the whole fucking album. Like, you can't be bragging about it. Yeah, you can't be bragging about it. Like in no kind of form. Right. Um, the the one song I will always love on that album. I, I mean, I like Yikes, but it's Violent Crimes, bro. Violent Crimes is, bro. Like as as a dad, like that shit hit me hard. So I heard it resonated with a lot of people, and I wish the lyrics were better. But I love the message of it. Messages, yeah, like the message yeah. is ill. Message is great. Um, and then that chorus, that little hook is just like, yeah, this is not, yeah. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just beautiful, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a man with a daughter, like it's just it's just very touching. Like for sure, it it, it gives you that feeling of like always wanting to protect her, but. Knowing you can't, and mm-hmm. knowing there's gonna be struggles along the way in y'all's relationship. But. Like I said, don't do Pilates, don't be squatting nowhere. Bro, like this shit be... is real, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, because, bro, like, okay, this is gonna be weird, but like, <laughs> you know, my my kid's mom got big titties or whatever. <laughs> bro, like, that shit be on my mind, bro. Like, please, God. <laughs> please, God, bro. And then Kanye said, I hope your body don't like mine instead of your mom. It's like, what? Bro, like, that shit ain't far off from the truth, bro. Oh, my gosh, bro. Because you know how niggas are, bro. And niggas is predators for no reason. You be taping down her damn chest and shit? Bro, I'm not going to be doing all that. (laughs) That that might mean she going to turn into a... Right. Yeah, you know, but... And ain't nothing wrong with that. No. (laughs) But, you know, it's just all those fears. And it was, like, very beautiful. I listened to... I listened to Violent Crimes and I was in love. 
And I listen to uh, Nas's daughters because you know it's kind of along the same lines. So that's why I was getting like daughters is a much better lyrically song. Like it's that shit is not. It's 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 better lyrically. It just doesn't hit the same way. I think because it's like, like a kind of like a groovy groovier thing. Like it's Violent Crimes is meant to like resonate with you, like, yeah. especially if you're a father. Yeah, like Nas is just like preaching, like not in a like, bad way. You know? No, it's, it just doesn't. The way the whole like that's not even like a. Really, like that much drums and violent crimes, like it's yeah, just, like there there is a certain innocence to the song itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, um, I'm a Kanye fan, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a four just because I'm a Kanye fan. <laughs> you ain't shit, bro. You gonna give it this? <laughs> Golly, you just biased as fuck, bro. You <laughs> biased as fuck. I'm telling you, I don't really you enjoy it that much. You ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four. I just can't give a Kanye album less than a four. I hate this four. album. Kanye's a piece of shit. Uh, unless it's 808 and Heartbreaks, I can't give it less than a four. Bro, you can. <laughs> you have the power. I'm good, bro. I'm good where I'm at. You ain't shit. I'm going to stay I'm gonna stay in my comfort zone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the whole opposite of the podcast. Yeah, yeah bro. Right. Um, so, the one thing I did like about this album and, the, and Pablo... Mm-hmm. Was that like you know Pablo? He kind of talked about himself being two different people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I thought I liked the that this album kind of kept that same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it took it into a, like a mental health space, but you know, even still, I, I like that consistency. I thought Pablo was a bit more grand, like all Kanye. Yeah, this is the first Kanye album that wasn't really grand. It was very well. We not even it always had some grand moments. Yeah, I can agree with that. The whole album, the whole shit's in auto tune right now. <laughs> It always niggas just knocking that shit too much. It always actually paved the way for like a lot of like experimental hip hop. Yeah, it did. So it won't for anyway. Goat man, he's the goat. Okay, all right, calm down. But he's, he's not the lyrical goat. <laughs> he's not. He's not. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, man. Like that was the one thing I did like uh, the consistency through Pablo and you know, yeah. I just wish the execution was better, man. That's all. Like, like I said, well, Jesus, bro, Jesus was a classic album that had better lyrics. Like Jesus would be actually. Classic. Well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. So real quick, because we got to get to other stuff. Mm-hmm. We've had. Oh, did you hear Kitsy Ghost? Yes, I did. Okay, did you talk like about it? this album, nigga. I love that shit. I'm I'm warming up to it. The first time I wasn't really into it. Really? Yeah. I heard. What is it? Fourth Dimension. Nigga. That shit is fire. Nigga. That shit is fire. <laughs> I want to throw this whole table, bro. That bro. shit is fire. That's yeah. the Kanye lyrics I need every time. Yeah. Every time. He did not write them shit. He probably didn't. <laughs> I don't think he did. But, um. Oh, Lord. I, I really wasn't feeling Kipsy Ghost the first time I heard it. Um, I wanted the song. The album. Really? I, the, the, the first listen through, I did not like it. What? Yeah, I love uh, Cuddy's. Mm, bro, I love. That's what the fuck I'm I don't talking know, about. I don't know why that shit is so satisfying, dude. Either, either you love it or you hate it. Like, because if you don't like Cuddy's little crooning, little <laughs> <laughs> the little hum, I right, go going somewhere because the same for you. That shit is that's Cuddy, bro. Yeah, it is Cuddy. So I'm warming up to the album. I remember me and my homegirl Andy was talking about it, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Nah, nigga, this shit's whack." What? Yeah, she really doesn't like it. I don't lost Fandy completely. She used to be cool. But. How do you not like, like, bro, first of all, 
Kanye ain't got as much time. But this was this was love about the album. Kanye didn't have much track time. He ain't got as much crap time to come up with some shitty little lyrics. Like he had to cut his shit and have in some parts quarters really. Yeah. Um, because he takes a hot. Album still got a couple features on it. Uh, yeah, ty, yeah, push, push, push out the first track. Yeah. Um, Todd Dollar on um, on free. Um, yeah, Ghost Town, Ghost Town Part Two. Um, I think it's some other like background vocal yeah. features and stuff. I like Todd Dollar. You got Kanye's shitty ass verses cut in half, so <laughs> he can focus on making some good, you know, saying some good shit. Yeah, dope ass production. Uh, I mean, did you think there was gonna be anything? Exactly, else? precisely. Kid Cudi, the fucking artwork also. The artwork is exactly the artwork is dope. Um, Cuddy has returned to form like since um Demon Slayer, like Cuddy's been back on his shit again. Like, <laughs> Cuddy fell off for, like, hard, bro. For Demon Slayer was that joint, wasn't it? Demon Slayer was you talking about? Yeah, no, Demon I'm Demon talking about the next one. You talking about that. speeding faster than love. We don't, we don't talk love. about that shit. We don't talk about that shit. I'm all cut it. We don't say that. Speed of love. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> we don't say that shit out loud. We don't talk about that album. <laughs> we don't look at it. Uh, what is it, Man on the Moon 2? We don't talk about that shit either. I like Man on the Moon 2. Really? Well, I like Mr. Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I like, just, I like, I like a couple pieces of the album. That, Mr. Ranger is my shit. It has some little dots and it has some little dots, but we talk about In the Cut all day. Oh, yeah. That shit fire. We, we talk about In the Cut And I was day. sleeping on that shit for the longest. Oh, nigga. Yes. Um, why is it growing on you, bro? That shit is crazy. Bro, it, it just wasn't like hitting at that first. It just really wasn't. I was at work. I ain't gonna blame work. My my ears just wasn't ready for it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got it too. So with Kid C Ghost, which you love, I'm warming up to. Mm-hmm. Um Gay, Daytona. Wayne. How do you like the seven track uh format even, so far? I've definitely appreciated it a lot more. Like, you know, seven track, twenty five minute. 20 to 25 minute format. I will say, like, some tracks that I wish, sometimes I wish the tracks were longer. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Fourth Dimension. By far the best song on the album, that's, right? That's just so cold. That's just so stupid cold. But, like, that little run, it just, like, plays the beat at the end. Yeah. He should let that shit run for a good, like, four more bars, bro. Just let yeah. that shit go. Like, he cut it, it just seemed like it cuts off so early. Um, That's my only complaint, that some songs just get cut off so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can dig the seven track shit now. Like I can appreciate it a lot more. Kanye was saying that was the sweet spot. Do you think that is the actual sweet spot? I don't want all albums to be seven tracks. <laughs> I think the sweet spot is ten. See, I would agree, but it's it's niggas out here that fuck ten tracks up, bro. Who fucking up ten tracks? I'm just saying, like it's uh, Kanye believes it's seven tracks because it cuts out. It really does cut out any filler. It does. Like if like if a song isn't. A banger or mm-hmm. really got quality, mm-hmm. that is you know it's cut. So I like ten does that too, and you get more food. I want to say eight. I want to say eight. I want to say eight and thirty minutes. <laughs> eight and thirty minutes, bro. Like I feel like that's the sweet spot. Ten tracks in thirty minutes, bro. Like by itself. Well, I, yeah, kind of is. I guess, but I'm going with eight tracks, thirty minutes. I'm cool with, I mean, I, I like, see, I love this theme that, I love that this is good music thing right now. Like, yeah, because if all them niggas weren't great, yeah. <laughs> if this shit was happening on, uh, what is that shit, uh, Domingos is on, the, uh, QC, yeah. Quality Control, I'd what? be scared. If, if this shit was Lil Baby putting out a seven track album. Well, I can't speak on Lil Baby, I don't listen to him like that. 
I can see Migos I mean, not yeah, fucking it up. Well, yeah, Migos would do good, but yeah, his own shit. Yachty, seven I don't track. Know Yachty, like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do no Yachty. Um, I ain't gonna put complete doubt on him because like Twenty One Savage and um, uh, Offset put out um, oh, without warning. Yeah, that shit was dope. That shit was very short. And it was very dope. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Man. I don't know, man. The jury's still out on seven tracks, but uh, yeah. I, it's, it's working so far. Mm-hmm. I think Tiana's album drops either this week or next week. Nah, Nas drops tomorrow. The Nas? When did that? When did that announcement happen? I just saw this shit online. <laughs> like I just looked up real quick, and Kanye wrote on his little whiteboard like Nas Friday. He wrote seven tracks. I can't remember the name of them. Oh, okay. He said Nas is tomorrow, and Tiana Taylor is next week. Or if, if this nigga Kanye make Nas sound like he not preaching. I, I think I think everybody be thankful. <laughs> yeah, he has like since now it's trying to switch the style up. Yeah, it's been kind of like which because I, I can enjoy it. Life is good, but like it's yeah. kind of like a lot of times it's just kind of. Um, we got to get to a couple more things. Yeah, yeah. But right. just but just let's repeat this real quick. I know you want to enjoy this. What's that? The Black Thought EP. How'd you like it? Oh, I love that shit. Yeah, I love that shit. I think um nine four Warner really went outside his box on it too. Yeah, I was surprised how much I liked it because I always thought. I was meant to text you like, bro, give this one a shot. Yeah, I did. That shit was nice. <laughs> that nigga says so many bars. That nigga's stupid. Like, have you ever listened to a full Roots album from the back? Nigga, no. I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm proud of you for listening to this. Yeah, it was very good. Like, what were your thoughts on the lyrics? Like, like as far it was, as like just they were very dense. It was, everything was had something in it. It's the same thing that you get from Pusha T, right? Yeah. Just that's, more. That's what Thought does, bro. <laughs> like, the first two tracks, ain't even no damn... Thought's got a couple of songs where he ain't got no chorus. He just... I think I'm just gonna go in here and slay. Yeah. Um, Alright. Yeah. Um, Push T and Drake beef. It's over, right? Like, we can call it. I'm sad. Thanks to Jay Prince. I'm, I got hope that Drake just gonna come out of nowhere and be like... Drake gonna put that shit on the album, what? <laughs> I would do it. If you put it on album, Drake called it a moment. Um... How you feel about Jay Prince, quote unquote, squashing it? I think he had a point. What's the point? I don't know if it would have got violent, but in terms of who Jay Prince is to Drake and who Drake is to Jay Prince, Jay Prince is the investor. Drake is the investment. Don't fuck up my money, bro. Like, just don't do it. Like, so if he said that, I'll be more understanding. What he said was. Drake got some heat for your ass that's going to end your career. I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to squash it. No, what he said was don't get in the uh, don't get in the pig pen with the pigs or something like that. I mean, in, in a way, he was kind of accurate, bro. Like, if these if this nigga Pusha T going to take it this long, nigga, you got to get dirty and it's not worth it. But you Drake, bro, you've been you've been, bro, you've been throwing all kind of shade to all kind of rappers. Bro, but this is I don't think Drake I don't think anybody saw it going this low, bro. I, don't, I, don't think I did. I did. I didn't know what Pusha T was going to say. You saw a baby getting revealed. You saw families being talked about. I didn't know that exactly stuff was going to come out. I was saying I knew Push was going to win. Like, okay, I'll, I'll take that back. I didn't know if he was going to win or not. I know Push was going to do everything it took to win. So, like I've been saying, bro, since Exodus came out. Yeah. If anybody can beat this nigga, yo, it's Push. Like, this nigga Drake had everything to lose and nothing to gain. And so, he had something to gain if he wanted to shit. What? Like, defeating yet another rapper. Like, another rapper, another... Is that really a game? Like, is that really, like, in the grand scheme of... Honestly, it... when, when people try to rag on Drake and they talk about how soft he is and shit like that, like, yes. 
Well, when you when you worth eighty million, what's the difference? That shit like. I think it could the most he could have got was just another like you know ring on his finger like <laughs> like another rapper and he just been. Like, but if but but if in the process you lose endorsements because you out here. Like that shit could have happened. Like this nigga already, this nigga Pusha T already fucked up one rollout, bro. <laughs> I understand why. First, I'm just very you just, sad. You just you you just want to see the sport of it all. Yes, as I say, I'm just very. I'll be honest with you, I'm just very sad that what I thought was gonna be even crazier, like rap beef. <laughs> like I was looking for the modern day, like Biggie and Tupac big, without without people without, dying. Without people dying. Modern day Jay and Nas. Like, I was looking for the modern day version of that. After this, bro, I don't know if that shit will ever happen again. That's just so disappointing, bro. Now, now let let Drake say fuck it and just do it. That's what I'm hoping, bro. Like, I get what you're saying with Jay Prince. Like, I feel like yeah, Jay, I just but he did say like what I just said though. Like, he did say like um apparently Push said that he called him and was like Drake got some career and then shit on you. Like, well, I, I thought he said he had a career and shit on Kanye. He said both of them, I believe. And like I'm a. Because this will like not nobody will benefit from this. I'm gonna squash it. And Push was like, "Nigga, I don't do anything. What are you talking about? Like, say it. <laughs> like, do what you gotta do. Like, I don't do any. I ain't got no skeletons. Like, whatever you gotta say, you can say it. I'm gonna come back, and that's gonna be it. What if What if Drake says some shit to get Push too locked up for ten years? Nah, that's that's some stupid. Shit. Nah, I don't want <laughs> that's some. You can't get no respect off that shit. Like, he got some video evidence or some shit. Bro, like, he got video evidence of Push T bagging up crack or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even put on a song. He just showed a video. <laughs> right before one, nigga. Then he just upload a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be shameful, bro. No. No? No, bro. Like, get on the wax. Like, you've been saying that you can do, man. You've been throwing so much shade at rappers, bro. Bro, he, he going to put in a song and he going to release the video at the same time. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be an IG snippet. What do you say? What's that? Well, I don't I don't really know. What kind of this nigga push gonna be? Just sniffing blow out of zero respect. Absolutely none. Out of some stripper's butt crack. Tristan Thompson style shit. No, that's very disappointing that this shit's over with now. And I hope, I hope, I feel like it's, Drake's got to throw some kind of shot on the album. He's got yeah, to he's, it. I mean, bro, this just going to happen. But yeah. Drake just put out a new video for I'm Upset. Yeah, how was I didn't even get to watch it yet. I didn't really get it because I didn't watch Degrassi. Oh, that's what it was? It was a Degrassi reunion in the video. Oh, well, yeah, I don't even know shit either. The only people I knew in there was Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob from, uh. You know who that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were in that shit. All right, all right, all right. Well, cool. Uh, it was some Canada shit. It was some shit only Canadians would know. There you go. <laughs> Wonderful. Um. So yeah, man. Um. You talking about LeBron coming to LA real quick? Okay, man. Y- y'all got a decent shot, boy. <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, if it happens, if, it happens. if LeBron comes to LA, yeah. Y'all uh, and somebody got to come with him. That's what they're saying. I mean, Kevin Love is coming with him, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, no. Love is coming right behind him, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, boy. Y'all might have a shot at the LeBron lotto. I'm, bro. I was going to ask you because, you know, you're the sports expert. Mm -hmm. Um, You think this whole shit with Lonzo Ball and, um, what's his name? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's gotta be the dumbest shit of all time. That's just sound like baby's first diss track, bro. Like, <laughs> I didn't hear either one. Did you hear? Them? You listen. I listened to Ball. I didn't know um the other one. They no. said Kuzma was supposed to drop one today, and then bro. the same another report came out today. The Lakers told him niggas to chill. So I don't know if he ever <laughs> dropped it. Because <laughs> I because I think they're just playing. I don't know. That's what I heard. That's what I mean. Because they're like best, like from what I saw of him throughout the season, they were like mm-hmm. best friends. Well, see, I thought that. Tell us, I did listen to Balls Run. Yeah, and then he like talks about the nigga not knowing his dad, and I was like, okay, that's a little. <laughs> it was a corny line, but like, he was like, you don't know, you don't even know your dad, but I'm here sunning you, and it was like baby's first diss track. You know what I'm saying? It was like, cute, but like, I would if I'm playing with somebody, I'm not gonna call out the fact they don't know their damn dad, like. I mean, that nigga know he don't know his dad. But, yeah, it's tacky. And maybe that's some shit they can joke about, though. Yeah. So, but I was wondering if you thought that that would, um, you know, make LeBron could, be like. It could fuck it up. It really could. Because, I mean, when you got Philly over here, you mm-hmm. got L.A. over here. I mean, L.A., you got the appeal of L.A. Mm-hmm. But Philly's probably in a better chance, in a better spot to win the title. You know what I mean? I think so. So, and that's without an additional piece coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been shown that like LeBron really don't like playing with young people. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, he really doesn't. I mean, if he's trying to contend for a title, he don't like playing with young people. And you got two people acting young. <laughs> this nigga's acting stupid. This nigga's acting hella young, bro. <laughs> young I, it, it, money, it could man. fuck it up, but I mean, everything seems to be. I'm not a lot. Everything seems to be pointing to LeBron going to LA. Please, Lord Jesus, <laughs> please. It'll be the first time I watched a full basketball season in so long. And, yeah, the Lakers going to be on every fucking night. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in front of the screen every night. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, uh, man. So, do you think it could happen? It could happen, but they got to sign somebody else. They they got to. Yeah, they got and it would also, they still saying it likely involved Lonzo Ball getting traded mm-hmm. if they were to get Paul George. Um. It's a lot of different scenarios, man. I th- I think LeBron going Bye-bye. to the Lakers. Y'all got a fifty fifty shot. Like y'all got a fifty fifty shot. Yeah, right. And send I ball, think send ball wherever he got to go. Bye-bye. I think the only people that's really competing is uh, Philly mm. and Houston. Mm. Oh, Houston get him, bro. That should be stupid. Yeah, that should be ugly. <laughs> that, should be- that should be ugly for the league. <laughs> I was I was talking to uh, somebody and I was like, yeah, bro. Uh, Kevin Durant gonna opt out, and LeBron gonna and LeBron gonna opt out. And these niggas gonna sign uh, veteran minimums in LA <laughs> and destroy the league, bro. That should be far worse than what the um, Warriors are now. Like, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it'll be good to see LeBron play on the West Coast, you know, because that's one of the knocks. He's always played on the East Coast. It's been it's yeah. easier for him to get to the finals. It is. It kind of is. It's not really. It's not really his fault. But. It's not, but I mean, it is what it is. That'd be, I would, I mean, because at this point, bro, like, the Warriors just looking like. That's what they didn't the sweat. Warriors like damn niggas over, bro. Bro, that's what I'm, that's why I barely saw them niggas sweat, like, during the whole finals. Yeah, that shit was bad. Like, man, it just makes it uninteresting, man. Y'all like, boys got a 50 50 shot, bro. I'm telling you. Nigga, if we get this shit, I'm getting me a new Lakers jersey. I'm getting. Season tick now, yeah. <laughs> you don't even live up. <laughs> I'm flying back and forth. I would go to the game in Charlotte though. I definitely do that. Oh, we going, <laughs> we going, bro. We going. That's why I saw um Kobe and Shaq. Um, that's when oh, the you did? Hornets were still the in Hornets. Charlotte. Oh yeah, they were the Bobcats. 
No, no, they was still the Hornets. Oh, right? okay. And um, that's when I realized that's when Kobe had to do throw and shit. <laughs> and I realized how the ginormous next, this nigga Shaq is in real life. Yeah, this nigga's stupid, but they demolish. <laughs> they bro. <laughs> Nigga, there wasn't no cheering in the crowd. Like, I was in there. Savage beating. It was a, it was just a bludgeoning. <laughs> That's what that shit was. Uh, it was beautiful. So if LeBron goes to the Lakers, let's say they just keep the same team they got now. It'd be Lonzo, LeBron. I guess LeBron has to play the two. I don't know. Hmm. Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle. That team is not competing for the title. But if y'all sign somebody else, though, y'all get Paul George, bro. Paul George come back home. Well, I heard um, well, I haven't been watching, keeping up with George, but I heard he ain't been playing like as good as. Nah, man. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he's one of my favorite players in the league, but hmm. <laughs> niggas trash sometimes. Russell? Yeah, bro. Because he be just been doing the fucking most. Bro, this nigga has the ball way too much. <laughs> he that nigga on street ball that's just like. <laughs> if you ain't if you ain't under the rim, I ain't passing it to you. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, he's, so. young, he's just got young, that young mentality. And, it's, and it, I see why Kevin Durant left now. Like it's, mm. it's they've gone on very two very different paths. Like For sure, even though Russell Westbrook got an MVP, like nah, nah bro, <laughs> yeah, just nah. <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Hopefully LeBron goes to LA. That'd be nice to see. That'd be, That'd be a very nice change. It would be, man. I just basketball just been so predictable these last couple of years because. Damn Warriors. It really bro. wasn't predictable this year in the East. Cavs not in the was, East. The Cavs were so bad throughout East. the season. Yeah, they were. Um, um, in the West, like, you knew the Warriors were just going back. Yeah, no matter how bad they looked at some points throughout the season, yeah. they fucking not worried. Not and not I don't know if uh, Chris Paul hadn't got hurt, they would have been there. That would have been interesting. Because I feel like LeBron could have beat them. Who knows? This shit didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, it's, you can debate about it all day, but yeah, you're right. All right, so, real quick, let's talk about this. Did you vote yesterday? Yeah, you voted, because I yeah. saw it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the votes for the medical marijuana? That's it, one by... Bro. That's it, one by... A mudslide, but that's it, one by... That's just 82%. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, I mean, I, I hope it'll pass. I don't even smoke, and I hope it'll pass. I feel like, because like, like Creed was saying, like a lot of people like her like need it for like body pain, like fibromyalgia and stuff yeah. like that. And they said it actually really helps. They don't want to take the hard, yeah. And I'm not for like, I'm sure they're going to do something to the weed, but I'm always like not for like drug, you know, pharmaceutical drugs more than, you know. Yeah. Something that's like actual, nat- actually natural. Because like the pharmaceutical shit be causing more shit like down the line. Really? So that's why I voted for the shit. <clears throat> yeah. I voted for it because it's time, man. Like, I mean, it does. It's it's not such a. It's not poison like people think it is. You know what I mean? It's not no. such a society. Something that's going, you know, tear down society like I Christians to, and you know other people have made it right. seem like. My mama is hella against this shit. Why? She thinks it's like a gateway drug. Like she. Gateway I mean, to what? Like. I mean, I guess anything can be a gateway into anything worse. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just old people, bro. Yeah, well, people. It's just being a mom. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now nah, I feel like everything's about balance, bro. Like, yeah. it's the same the same way. Like I do criticize like weed heads for saying like you can't get addicted to weed because you can get. I've seen weed heads get addicted to weed. Yeah, it's um, very doable. You know, people get addicted to anything. Like, let's not. That's what I'm saying. Let's not fake it. Like, some things have addictive properties, but your mind 
can make something addictive in itself. That's what, bro. We as Americans are addicted to sugar. Like, what if yeah. we took all the sugar out of everything? Boy, it'd be a lot of skinny <laughs> niggas around here. <laughs> it'd be some skinny people around here. Niggas be dead. But they ain't gonna do that. Shit. That shit's an industry. They ain't gonna nah, do that shit. Nah, not at all. Um. Anyways, man, let's get to. We need more time for this voice world. All right, this Game of Thrones spinoff. Game of Thrones, <laughs> HBO's greenlit a pilot mm-hmm. to um for a spinoff. It's going to be a thousand years before the current time in Westeros. Yeah. It's going to be much darker, they said. Really? Yeah. How do you think it's going to turn out? Um, I just don't want to be a cash grab, man. Like, that's one thing I'm scared of. That's what I'm saying. That's what I don't like. I love, that's what I love about Game of Thrones is that they knew when they wanted to end it. Yeah. Um, just so we don't have, you know, Walking Dead syndrome. But, like, I don't want it to Who be. Who did say Rick's leaving? What? Yeah, Rick's leaving Walking Dead. So, some, I heard that somewhere. So, if you didn't know, the nigga's probably going to die. In this upcoming season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just not even like... Like, this... Even, you knew this shit was bad when they made like a whole ass episode about Carl dying. And it was like... Nigga, you oh, died. I didn't know that happened. Oh, I'm sorry. Bro, I'm divested. I, 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 I do not you care. In the whole ass episode. This nigga just died the whole episode. Like, nigga, just go. Go. He got bit? Yeah. Oh, Trying to save somebody and shit. Oh. But, um... But, yeah, I just don't want to be a cash grab, man. I'm excited. As long as it's good, but... I mean, thousands of years before, like, it's going to be a completely different yeah. show, probably. I wonder if it's going to have that same, like, are we going to be emotionally invested in the characters? Because that's what Game of Thrones is. Like. I mean, we weren't at the beginning of Game of Thrones, so I'm sure we, we weren't. Get... If it's good enough, we will. Yeah. Be. But at the same time, it's, like, kind of hard to be to a certain extent, because, you know, like, certain characters have to live in order for their lineage to carry over into... Silent, I guess so. Silent. Maybe it's just something completely different. Maybe it's... You know, I mean, it... Who knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe it'll be like so disconnected because you know they said the throne has switched hands so many times. That's true. You know, maybe it'll just be completely disconnected and we will just won't know what the fuck's going on at all. Besides, that they're probably being dragons at that time. So real quick, are they so they did did the creators cut off that um? Are this gonna be the same creators as the um, Game of Thrones? I believe so. Yeah. Excuse me. So they just stopped that um, Confederate show that they were. <laughs> that shit was a bad idea. That shit was a bad idea. I was probably the only one being like, I mean, niggas can create it. Creators can do what they want to do. They want to make a show. With- yeah, okay, creators. Okay. <laughs> Next, black people was like, nah, nigga, cancel that nah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> keep that whole shit. Um, all right, Westworld, baby. Okay, this is the first time we got to talk about this. shit. It is a very long time. We got. <laughs> what like- are we on episode? Nine comes up Sunday? Yeah, we only got two more episodes, yeah. Damn. This shit been good. You been liking it? I've been liking it. I have too. I felt like um, it hasn't been as good as the first season because um, see, I can, you kind of like wandered off. It's, it seems like it spun, it spun as well as a couple episodes of him. Yeah. For me. Um, but for the most part, I love Dolores out here catching bodies. I don't like Dolores anymore. Well, I, like I just don't like Dolores. Bro, she changed my man up. She changed my man Teddy up. That shit was fucked up. She had to fix Teddy. <laughs> she fucked him and changed him up. Well, you know what made me laugh out loud? What? The day after she fixed him, or changed him. She was shocked how the nigga was acting. How <laughs> the nigga shot the dude. She was like, oh, shit. A bitch done fucked up. <laughs> but when he got to do the, the gun on the train, I was like, what is happening? What is he giving the gun for? Like, he's going to duel him or something? Nigga said, that's the last little bit of sympathy I got. That nigga explode on the train. I said, damn, Teddy, bro. The know? black dude, that shit was cold as fuck, man. That shit was cold as hell. That black dude was helping him out, too. <laughs> he was, bro. Um, What'd you think about um, Men in Black's whole 
um, thing with his daughter and everything. Under the whole thing with devils apparently trying to make humans hosts with them. Oh, um, I can care less, bro. All I care about is Maeve, bro. Maeve, bro. <laughs> That's my baby. She's I'm, I'm worried right now. She in bad shape, bro. I'm real worried, bro. She in bad shape. You think they're going to kill her off? Bro, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. She had like a whole thing, like the, the, the Indian, um, you know, Native American dude talking and stuff. Yeah. And she getting sliced up. It's not looking good. It's really not looking good for me. Did you like um, Shonen in the World? It was all right. Yeah, it felt good. It was all right. I, I did like they felt, the fact that they kind of played by... Uh, I don't know what actual rules were around that time, but kind mm-hmm. of what I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they had a real strong sense of honor and all this other stuff. Yeah. While the Wild Wild West, the niggas is out here getting it. Niggas is out here getting killed. You know, so I, I like the fact that they followed the, the customs of what I think it would be at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, man. All I can think about is Maze right now, bro. Like, bro, you ain't talking about Ford. You, we, they, they was like, yo. This is Ford is alive? I don't think he's alive. He's not alive, but his consciousness is inside Bernard now. Yeah, I know that. But um, I was just like blown away because I didn't think they were gonna be able to afford Anthony Hopkins again. And they they said like before you know preseason it was like that nigga gone. We got no money for him. Like <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed it. That nigga splashed throughout here. <laughs> yeah, they had a little CGI version of him at one point. Yeah. But um, you just like seeing Ford again? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did like seeing Ford, bro. That nigga's that that nigga's a G, bro. He took Bernard. Oh, he took over Bernard and started getting all them niggas. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think's gonna happen with? Hold on, where's Bernard right now? Because he wasn't in last episode. Bernard is um he's walking around um they just found all the Bernards in that um little room. Oh he's with Charlotte. He's with Charlotte. Yeah, she cold bro. She cold blooded. She cold as ice, bro. She the one trying to get the girl killed and shit. I know, bro. <laughs> and then and then my man and then my man starting to fall in love with Maeve a little bit. Oh, the English dude? Yeah. yeah. He started getting sweet on him. He did, he did. He was looking at her damn. She was talking to the damn Indian dude. Yeah, that shit was kind of... Did you like the episode, the last episode? I did, because Maeve had always seemed so secure. Like, she always seemed, like, just good. Yeah. Like she Especially was, when she started getting, like, mind control and shit. Yeah, well, she was controlling niggas out of the yin-yang and shit. Right. And now, like, I'm very worried about my favorite character. She might be going so, on. in that aspect, I did like it. I like the Indian story. Um, I just like that whole episode, really. Really? Yeah. I didn't really see the point of the little girl. Like, the little girl, it was like a lead into the Indian dude. I think that's, yeah, just a condo. She was pointless. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> it was a girl, no reason Mae was alive. Like, she just killed Yeah, her. she's pointless. <laughs> the daughter herself is pointless. Um, they kill her off. I'm blowing up the whole boy's eye. I think, I think, I think the English dude gonna get reckless. <laughs> You might, you might have to kill. They're not kill Charlotte because they're her. not because they're not repairing her at all. No, they just have to get the data out of her and see how she can fix know, the part. The yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, he might hold on. He better not kill Charlotte. He might kill everybody but Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte's fine too. Charlotte's fine. Too. She need to get naked. I, I, yeah, I thought I was gonna see some Maeve titties this 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 season. <laughs> I said the same thing, bro. <laughs> that shit ain't happening yet. I'm trying to see some Maeve titties and Charlotte butt cheeks again. <laughs> yeah, the shit ain't happening. It ain't panned out. Um. But yeah, man, Thirst of the Week, we are all the way out of time. Yeah, we are. Um, they only give it a signal. Thirst of the Week, I'm going to let you do your thing. Okay. Um, I just want to shout out real fast, yeah. all the fine-ass black women in Brooklyn. I love y'all. Y'all fine as hell. Met several of y'all. It's like every variety of black women you can think of. So Thirst of the Week for me, it's all the black women in Brooklyn. I love my Columbia black women too, but yeah, y'all fine as hell. All right. My Thirst of the Week is Beyonce. Really? Did you see the pictures? No, what pictures? 
Nigga. I, I this is why. I ain't been on the internet. Bo, I'm telling you. If you saw these pictures of Beyonce, so Beyonce and Jay-Z had some pictures for I don't know what magazine, mm-hmm. but they were laying in the bed, Jay-Z. and Beyonce had the cheeks out. Oh, Jay-Z, hurry up. Because I have more stand by. Lord. She got the whole cheeks out. <laughs> Bruh. I ain't never seen I that. was sleeping on Beyonce for a while. I forgot about her. Because she, you see her so much. It's like, yeah. okay, she fine, whatever. Beyonce, you can you can see her on everything at Beyonce. <laughs> She's the goat. Like She's married to Jay Z for un, some ungodly known reason. So stupid. For but, some uh, reason you don't know why, really. Yeah, or <laughs> niggas rich as fuck. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I take that. That that work. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's Beyonce nice. had the cheeks all the way out, and she's also uh, if you didn't know, she's the voice on uh, what is it, the prototype intro, on uh, on Andre Three Thousands. Really? Yeah. I did not know She's that. the voice. Yeah, she's the other voice. Okay, but she, uh, maybe more reason for her to be the Thursday of the week. Now, just for that. Let him touch on my booty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyways, there man, that's our show. Thank you for joining us. Thank y'all, man. See y'all in a couple weeks with another one. Absolutely. Love y'all more than Will does. Oh, we got to have the silence, though. Oh. All right, peace. <laughs>